Yes. Uh, this is a bit unusual. I understand that you've come to us this time, uh, Mr. Uh, I am, uh, my name is Francis Baker, and I go by The Whisker. I see. Well, I'm sure you're already aware. My name is Mick Bury. And how did you find us exactly? Shield isn't, well, the easiest to find, considering we're in the sky. And you don't seem to have flying powers. Oh, well, you see, it was a funny story. Uh, there, there was this uh, guy. Uh, he called me. It sounded like he was playing Galaga on the other end. And he wanted a cake. So I, uh, I whisked myself up here, if you know what I mean. I, I don't, actually. This is very top secret. How did you get up here? I need to know. Well, you see, I, I pull out a, a giant whisk. This is the Sonic Whisker 9000. Holy shit, he's it got is... a whisk! He's got a whisk! <laughs> Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to So You Think You Can Fan and How We Fan and this time... We're doing Marvel. Isn't that marvelous? Yes, Marvel. Marvel. Or superheroes in general. But we're going to use uh, our good old friend, the MCU, as a talking point of where to go right and wrong with superheroes. And it's, it's a fun story. There's a lot of shit to go over with this stuff. And it starts... Where does it start? Spider-Man. Spider-Man. But actually... But not really. But not really. It starts with, was Howard the Duck really the first? Yes, Howard the Duck is the very oh first Marvel Comics movie. <laughs> uh, it was directed by George Lucas. <laughs> um, I, I don't even know how that came to be, but, you know, it featured like a, I think it was, yeah, it had to have been a suit. There was a suit, it was Howard the Duck, it was notoriously really bad. I've never seen it. Um, yeah, I guess I, I guess we should really... point out. It's weird that we only have Marvel movies today that are super successful. Of course, we'll get into how successful they've been, but like there was a whole span of 50 years where Marvel comics have been really popular, but they just didn't make movies and uh, Howard the Duck didn't help that. Yeah. And um, after Howard the Duck, we we did find some some success in uh the Blade movies. Uh 1 and 2, certified hood classics. I don't know if you've ever seen them. I've never They're seen really them. I really need um, to. Yeah, they're uh, you know they're they're action movies with a little bit of horror. Uh, the second one was done by uh, Guillermo del Toro, uh, so he really leaned into the horror elements. And then we had the disastrous uh, Blade Trinity, which came out in two thousand four. Um, it had a bunch of production issues. Uh, most notably, one of my favorite stories is that uh, during a scene, uh, like Wesley Snipes' Blade was laying down on the floor, and he didn't want to open his eyes. Because he's just so tired of it. So they CG'd his eyes opening. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh my god. That's amazing. It, That's... it tried way too... Sorry. No, 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 no. Go ahead. That I'm just it remarking tried, that. It tried, it tried way too much to lean into like the, the humor aspect of things. Um, oh wow! Leaning too much into humor in a superhero movie. I've never heard of that before. Uh, it 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 also starred uh, uh known uh nobody Ryan Reynolds, 
in his uh, his first superhero movie ever. Holy shit, that's impressive. And after yeah, uh, you'll yeah, you'll notice that for a while Ryan Reynolds was kind of a, a comic book movie cancer. Not to say it was his fault, but he kind of had a bad. Uh, he was in all the movies that fucking bombed. Yeah, that's sad. Anyways. He also kind of plays Deadpool in Blade Trinity because he's like, wait, really? Well, his character is a swordsman with two katanas, oh, and no. you know he does the he does the whole Ryan Reynolds like wisecracking bit. So he's almost Deadpool. It's basically before just Deadpool, Deadpool but like yeah. primordial. Yeah. Hmm. We also had the X Men movies. Um, we had uh, before oh, the yeah. MCU, we had. Uh, X-Men, X2, and X-Men 3, The Last Stand. Uh, the Last Stand is uh, no good. It's not not great. Um, a terrible adaptation of the Phoenix Saga. But the first two are pretty solid. I remember those when, uh, when I was a kid. They seemed pretty fun. And then there was, um, there's been Days of Future Past and now the Logan movie. It feels like X-Men is sort of the middle of the road stuff. It just sort of does does okay. I'm not really, I haven't read too many X-Men comics, so I can't. I, I've always been a big X-Men fan. You know, I watched the 97 cartoon show as a kid. I, I played a lot of the that games. fucking awesome. Uh, there was also the horrible Daredevil and Elektra. i never seen them, but they, they're not good uh, from the videos and just general opinions I've watched about them. And I was tempted to call this a fan-four-stick, but no, it's, it was just Fantastic Four at first, and it was... I think it was okay in the first movie, and then it wrapped up. Oh, the second one was just straight up bad. Um, the main problem with the fa the Fantastic Four movie is that they don't do any heroing until like the last ten minutes of the movie. Yeah, I I kind of just feels like a problem. sitcom. Yeah, and you know, I guess it, I guess it is a family of superheroes, but they should be superheroes. Even the Incredibles, yeah. where it's predominantly focused on the family are superheroes for most of the most of the film at least mr incredible is yeah there's a, there was also the punisher i saw the 2004 punisher movie when i was a kid but i don't remember it and also i just never hear anybody talking about punisher or punisher warzone yeah punisher has sort of faded into obscurity it's kind of kind of strange he's i, I think he's a lot of people put it correctly that batman is just punisher with a funny hat but punisher with a funny hat is far more entertaining than punisher so, oh yeah, oh yeah, there was a 2003 Hulk movie. I we don't always, we don't talk about that either. Yeah, um, we don't. Honestly, I barely can can be bothered to remember the 2008. Incredible uh, the Hulk. CG was really bad. Um, I, I remember that the ads were yeah. terrible. So <laughs> this is where where I want to talk about why I don't think superhero movies were really working until the certified hood classics that were the same movie Spider Man movies. Yes. Uh, so the first thing that always hampers any adaptation, because uh, I've seen people going like, oh, certain things aren't adaptable. Adaptation can be good. But you see, things can be like, like, like I believe like, so, like something can be a bad adaptation, but still a good movie. Like if you took Guardians of the Galaxy and slapped like Cowboy Bebop on it, I was like, wow, that was a terrible uh, Cowboy Bebop adaptation, much better than the Netflix series. But that was a good movie. And for a lot of these things, uh, you're mixed with bad creative team, bad movie. And also a lot of these not great adaptations. Because I, I think one of the main problems with these early superhero movies is 
a reluctance to lean into the source material. Everything's got to be like grounded. It's got to be realistic. You look, they look at the source materials and go, well, that's ridiculous. It's never going to roar on screen. We have to change it. Yeah. And th there are, there are key points to both. I will say yeah. changing some things for an adaptation is strictly necessary. You can never just directly adapt something yeah. unless you have literally the perfect source material for that specific kind of adaptation <clears throat> and this especially is especially with yep especially with x-men and the costuming department which i think x-men has always had a big costuming problem oh yeah uh throughout throughout its series you know in the first x-men movie they, they they wear like these black like all black jumpsuits all of them were the all the x-men wear the same thing and this is a, a common theme throughout the X-Men movies. I'm all wearing the same thing. And, you know, uh, Logan, uh, Logan Wolverine makes a joke like, oh, all black. And then Cyclops goes, well, what, what would you rather have? Yellow spandex? Uh, I, I mean, yeah. But also in a situation like that, it's like, yeah, I, like, like, I, like, I get it. Like, stealth, uh, you're on a stealth mission. You don't want to be wearing... The, the Wolverine suit is not tactically sufficient in any situation it's a power move is what it is but it's also, but fucking also awful for most missions but also as a <clears throat> as an audience member i can suspend my disbelief which is a big problem with you know fantastic Four: the rise of the silver surfer galactus was a giant cloud because they were like no one will believe a giant purple man eating planets i believe in the rock guy and the silver surfer and that a guy can stretch is a giant purple dude really out of the, the yeah rumble belief? And I'll I'll do a little um a little I'll do a little segue about suspension of disbelief and breaking of immersion. People don't really understand. Like I've seen so many stupid people try to say, "Oh, Star Wars is a movie about space wizards. Why should this small character idiosyncrasy?" be a big problem if you can accept that there are space wizards. Well, the problem is I can accept for the sake of the story that there are space wizards, but when somebody makes a stupid illogical decision in the story that a real human being wouldn't do, and this is of course just a generalized thing, then when that stupid person does a stupid thing in the story that doesn't make any sense for the character, that breaks immersion because I don't believe that character would do it. Imagine if Obi-Wan was the one who suddenly just killed all the younglings. Well, he's a space wizard. I have to believe it, don't I? No, no. Obi-Wan is a space wizard who has human emotions, and I understand he has human emotions. So when people talk about the breaking of the immersion, it so often comes down to the story elements, which is where Fantastic Four kind of fucking sucks. Like they're a superhero family movie and somehow they there is a need for them but they never fucking do anything for most of the movies and it's just it's just it's just dumb and then you get you piss off all the comic book fans by making galactus this giant fucking cloud instead of a giant guy with a purple tiki totem on his head anyways that was my short little rant uh, i also want to talk about uh because we mentioned with the hulk is a uh, cgi cgi for the yes. longest time was not ready to bring your favorite characters to life yeah it was good for small bits of monsters that were new, especially the dinosaurs in Jurassic Park. They did a really, really, really good job with that. Yes. But again, those were the almost full all... CGI characters, like the Hulk, the whole movie. Yes. Human characters, particularly. 
humanoid characters, I'll say. Not not to say there isn't great special like uh the scene in X-Men Last Stand where uh Magneto like lifts the bridge, that still looks really, really good. There still yes. are some great VFX in, in, in these movies, especially the X-Men movies, but for the longest time, uh it just it just it just wasn't it just wasn't there yet. We weren't we weren't there you know specifically yeah we we weren't quite there in terms of uh technology but more than that and i've i've found this actually from playing older video games people who used cgi just thought oh we did it i don't need to do anything else for this shot we can just cgi the hulk into this scene talking to the girl and it's all good but no no that's not how it works you go back to some of the greatest successes of CGI used in conjunction with live action, and they all have something in common, and that is that the cinematic direction of the shot, of the piece as a whole, was was accommodating that CGI. It was done in such a way that it helped elevate it to believability. You go back to Jurassic Park as the greatest example. All the shots of the dinosaurs do their best to convey this is a huge beast that you cannot fathom. If you just showed the dinosaur in a way that didn't convey the size properly, it wouldn't work. And of course, they did use lots of practical effects. But you look at the fully CGI T-Rex, you look at the fully CGI, um, was it Brontosaurus or Brachiosaur with the long neck? Uh, Brachiosaur is the one with the long neck. Okay. <clears throat> you look at those shots. And they're done from a low angle to show you how tall it is. They're done from really personal cameras because that's how you convey the size of these creatures. So many directors just say, oh, oh, we can CGI it in. It doesn't matter. We can just pop it into the shot. But no, that's not how it works. And even today, there's really fucking stupid directors who don't understand that. Thankfully, though, we have gotten far away from that line of thinking there's a lot more accommodation going towards the cgi and giving those people what they need to make the best cgi possible on the uh the design side the 3d development side and um we've got that really cool development with the 3d stage not the 3d stage what what the hell is that thing they used for mandalorian called uh they call it the volume the volume That's um right. yes it it is a uh it is a f fully encapsulated uh set with a big um, green screen wall around it, uh, where an environment can be put actually it's placed an LED on screen. there. Yeah, it's yeah, it's an LED screen. Um, the environment can be rendered and moved around in real time. Yeah, and that's <laughs> that is impressive. And yes. they can also <clears throat> just turn off the background whenever they want to for adding in CGI elements, and it just it just works really really well for them. Anyways, though. That's, I think, three segues in a row. Uh, yes. It's time to talk about Spider-Man. Spider- Get me Spider-Man! Spider-Man was big. Really big. Very big. Very, 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 very big. In fact, compared to other big, 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 big hits at the time, you have in the entire decade of of the 2000s from 2000 to 2010 you have avatar way at the top for box office then you have the dark knight you have shrek 2 pirates of the caribbean and then spider-man spider-man is up here with these fucking gargantuan titans and in fact spider-man made more money 
than Star Wars Episode Three: Revenge of the Sith. It made more money than Return of the King. It is huge. It won. A, it's the first superhero movie to win an Oscar. Uh, best visual effects for Spider-Man Two. Yep. Yep. And uh, it it would it just came on the screen, and it was unbelievable. It was the only superhero movie in history at that point in time which received not only widespread box office success, but everybody was calling it an amazing, critical movie, a piece of art. I think, uh, was it Roger Ebert who won, who liked the first movie or the second movie, but he said it's really a classic piece of art, and he rated it really, really, really highly. And a lot of these film snobs were all rating it really, really highly. It just... It did really, really well for itself. The first Spider-Man, and all of them did really well box office, but the first Spider-Man especially set something that, honestly, to this day, I don't think has quite been um, reached to the same caliber. As far as a, a solo superhero movie, <clears throat> you look at something like The Avengers, yeah. and it's it's gotten pretty close. Ebert gave it a 4 out of 4 and caused, called it the best superhero movie since uh, Superman 1978. Nice. As well as ranking it the fourth best film of 2004. Pretty damn good. And that's uh, Spider-Man 2 that he's talking yes. about there. But, now, uh, yeah, I, I think we have to really talk about, like, why, why, why did Spider-Man, like, you know, stand out from the crowd? And I think it's... Uh, First, one, ball and it, director. It is, yeah, uh, uh, yeah uh, amazing creative team. That, 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 that makes or breaks the movie, usually. Best, yep. like like having a good creative team, a good vision. The next thing is that it is, for the most part, true to the the source material. I There's personally no... am not a fan of the organic webbing. I, I've never liked it. I always thought it was not a great idea. But it doesn't affect the overall plot of the movie. It's just like a yeah. Uh, I think I'm a, I'm a nerd. <laughs> I think that concession was made because Sam Raimi wanted Spider Man to be smart. But he didn't want him to be, oh, I can create this spider webbing through my instinct and my intellectual understanding and not ever, like, profit off of it or sell it. I think that that's always been my problem with um, some Spider-Man co canon stuff is that if Peter Parker was actually capable of mass producing this shit, he would by far and away be one of the most wealthy people in the world. Like, people want that shit to do stuff like for rescuing at the very least if you're doing moral stuff but for industrial purposes uh, just any kind of thing where you would need to lift something very strong very quickly but um aside from that it really is as true to the source material as it can be in the best ways possible uh norm ugh, fucking willem dafoe is an amazing green goblin just fucking eats the roll up and spits it back out and then chews it up That's so much it, 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 if it was it, it's got that comic book tone it's a really campy movie yes um, yes it is very silly it is very goofy it does not shy away from it in fact it embraces it in every way possible it really just it grabs it and it never lets go and I I think that's lost it's a lost art to just bring in the campiness to just have a campy movie Nowadays, it's like nothing but humor, but the first Spider-Man movie, I wouldn't say it's very funny. It, there is humor in it that is funny, but it's not like, we need, we need more jokes, we need the quips, we need everything. It's just, 
it's just a fun movie. It's not a funny movie. That, that was a perfect Mike Stuglasa impression, if that's what you were going for. That that was exactly what I was going for. Thank you. But uh, it's... I think we do need to talk into the elephant of the room. Yeah, Spider Man Three. Oh, yeah. um, Spider Man Three. Personally, I, I'm not a fan. I don't think it's the worst superhero movie of all time. I think they're I far think worse. It's... Yes. Yeah, they're far worse. It's okay. I definitely. I definitely wasn't a fan of it, like, when I was a kid. Because, like, when I was a kid, I watched, like, the 90s, like, Venom Venom arc. And I was like, oh, man, they're making that into a movie. And I watched it. I was like, wow, that was a bit of a letdown. Yeah, if um, you go into it wanting real Venom, uh-uh. Mm-mm. Fuck that. You ain't getting that. Th- uh, yeah, th- this uh, Spider-Man 3 uh, definitely uh, exposed a weakness um, in future Spider-Man movies. Um like the amazing Spider-Man of having too many villains in one movie. Yep. Now that would be... this, this, this doesn't mean you can't like pull it off. I'm sure someone can, but you, you, it, it bogs down the movie with too many subplots and it doesn't really allow you to focus on one, uh, threat. And it, it just bogs down the story and it, it was really prophetic as far as, studio involvement and gerrymandering and rigging and fucking up all the shit inside of a movie just because we want the money now we want the money yeah now. uh uh yeah originally Raimi just wanted harry osborne and sandman but avi arad a famous ru- famous ruiner of things wanted venom because he wanted to sell venom toys and at that point in the movie movie's production cycle you couldn't get rid of the other two guys it was too late so instead, they had to implement Venom into a movie that already had two other villains. And I'm sure we don't need to explain for the audience, but Venom is big as far as Spider-Man lore. Like, really, really, really big. You could do a whole two-movie storyline yeah, about I, just Venom. I also I don't like Eddie Brock slash Venom's uh, interpretation of this movie. Um uh Topher Grace is a cool guy. I don't think he makes a great Eddie Brock. I also don't like the Venom design. I feel like Venom needs to be Venom is big. He's a big boy. He's a big muscular boy. Um and he's just kind of like Toby Maguire size. Yeah. They yeah. also spend way too much time uh with the 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 head pulled back. There's not a lot of like scenes with the Venom head. I would imagine that's probably due to the uh, shorter production cycle for Venom and also lack of money for it at that point because they really went all out with the venom tendrils and stuff and i love yeah that but this stuff. this this was the most expensive movie ever made at the time that's true that's true but it's still like coming in last minute there's probably only so much that you can do with it but yeah it's probably they, it's, they it's, it's, prob- it's probably because they, they they used it all on the particle effects on sandman that's um, true that, that sandman was sandman looked huge. really really good yeah that movie just generally looks still pretty damn good. Um, I would say it's a decent movie. Spider-Man 3 is altogether a decent movie. Quite poor in comparison to the other two Spider-Man movies. Just because the other two literally set up all the bullshit that we're about to talk about. Which reminds me. What's the bullshit we're about to talk about? The Marvel Cinematic Universe. Yes. Uh, a man by the name of Kevin Feige had an idea to create an interconnected Marvel cinematic universe where all your favorite characters like in the comics could exist in the same space. 
something that had kind of been uh they like, like they wanted to do but they never like, like got around to it like uh tom jane who played uh the punisher uh has a cameo in spider-man 2 and originally he was supposed to be playing the punisher but they that kind of fell through so he's just kind of like in the movie um for like five seconds yeah and i think doesn't universal technically have its own cinematic universe from like the the early 1900s of all of their monsters are yeah. technically all in the same universe together yeah um okay What's it called? Yeah, yeah. The the I guess you would call it like the the monsterverse. But yeah, through crossovers and stuff, all those are in the same universe. I guess that right there is the first. Uh, that's the first cinematic, cinematic universe. universe. But that's yeah. for like short crossovers, sort of like how the comic books started out with just "What if this guy fought this guy?" Ah! And then, of course, nowadays we have full expectations of entire storylines for the crossovers, and that's where that's where the Marvel Cinematic Universe really set the bar. Because in 2008, we got Iron Man. And, oh um, boy, what a, what a movie Iron Man was. Yeah, still, still one of the best Marvel movies, in my opinion. Certainly the most unique. Yes. Like how Kuga for Kamen Rider is the most unique, Iron Man is by far and away the most unique of all the Marvel films. Tony has an amazing arc from beginning to end. Certified hood classic this fucking movie is. Yeah, um... Uh, again, it's it's one that we'll never get ever again. There's 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 little to no uh, uh, crossovers, obviously, because we only have one character established. Um, there's hints at a greater uh, universe uh, with Phil Coulson, who's an agent of Shield, and the uh, this movie. Although movies before had done the post credit scene, I think one of the most famous is the Ferris Bueller uh, post credit scene. But Marvel with Iron Man really established the setup slash tease of your next movie in the post credits yeah it wasn't just a little little cutaway thing at the end it was this is canon you'd better fucking be in the theater watching this shit because it's going to be important later it it, it also <laughs> has a very like um very it's very subdued because it's just nick fury uh, meeting with Tony Stark to talk about the Avengers initiative there's no super crazy we're gonna uh like introduce a whole bunch of new characters or we're going to set up something that's going to change the status quo. Just, just this one small moment. Yeah. And it's, it's just, Iron Man is just good. Iron Man in general is just so solid. It's just good cinematic storytelling from beginning to end. And unlike most of the other Marvel films, the really dramatic points in the film aren't action CGI set pieces, which I'm not diminishing those in the other movies, but this is one of the only Marvel films that really just engages the audience in non-action sequences. This is also the only Iron Man movie where the suits are real, and you can definitely tell. The Iron Man suits just have oh, this yeah. nice, like, gritty, realistic look to them. They they look so good. They There was so much love and care and attention. I still go back and I watch the behind-the-scenes making of documentary stuff for this movie. And they have Stan Lee coming in, and he's seeing how the products were made, how they did this stuff. It's so fucking cool! And it looks great on screen. I love, I love that they actually fucking made a Mark I Iron Man suit with a real fucking flamethrower! 
That was so cool. Oh, the flamethrower was real? Yeah, it was real. It was real. They actually had a fucking guy in a suit with a flamethrower. Nice. Uh, this movie also has one of the biggest uh, cinematic uh, uh, quotes that didn't age well when Terrence Howard looks at the, the Iron Man suit and goes, next time, baby. And then he was famously recast. Yeah. Yeah. That one didn't go. Rhodey. It went well for Rhodey. It didn't go well for Terrence Howard. Uh, fucking, fucking A tier. That's what this movie is. Certified hood yeah. classic. Not quite S tier. It's still a little, still a little rough around the edges sometimes. Uh, I I love uh who, who plays the villain in this movie uh Jeff Bridges uh great actor Obadiah Stane kind of generic. He's your kind of like '90s like mustache twirling big belt buckle going. Yeah, we're gonna weaponize the arc reactor technology. Yeah, it's it's not S tier because of really bad things in it. It's just it's A tier because that's where the material is. It's just A level material, not quite S level. It's good though, damn good, I would say. The Incredible Hulk is a thing. The Incredible Hulk is a, is a is 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 a thing. Everyone, including Marvel, likes to pretend that it doesn't exist. Um, it has a bunch of characters that don't ever show up again, except for uh, Thunderbolt Ross and. Uh, Hulk and now the abomination. Yeah, and we can probably thank Universal Studios for that because I would yeah, imagine all, all, there wasn't oh, yeah, a lot of cooperation. Also, we have Edward Norton as the as the Hulk uh, instead of uh, Mark Ruffalo. Yeah, uh, this I honestly this can't remember that performance. This I also can't remember either because I watched it like a few years ago. But this movie is okay. It's just okay. Um, I think the Hulk actually his design in this is. Probably one of the better designs. I would agree. Um, mm-hmm. uh, other than that, uh, the Abomination looks horrible um, in this movie. Not like the CGI; just his design is just really bad. It's it's really like human, and it doesn't look anything like the original drawing. Uh, yeah, this is a wet fart. I it's, would say. Yeah, C or D. Ah. I think I'm, I'm really tempted it, to find anything. I'm really, I'm really hard pressed to find anything worse than this. So I'm tempted to go D. I think I would put it a D. Also, the end credit scene for this movie is really weird uh, because it sounds like uh, to- Tony, because Tony meets up with Ross at the end of the movie, and it really sounds like they're building a team to go fight the Hulk. Which I, I, which I, which I know in an early draft of the Avengers, the Hulk was supposed to be the villain. So it's just, it's just a really <laughs> weird like. Uh, remnant it's a, it's a of a awarded timeline. Really. Yeah, because in the Avengers comics, that's actually what fucking happens, is they fight the Hulk, because the Hulk is a goddamn demon monster thing. And yeah, that's pretty true to the comics. The Hulk is... I'm not sure you, you're aware of this, but the Hulk is really, really hard to write for, because the Hulk just wins. He's just the strongest. How do you yeah. fight the fucking Hulk? So people tended to not really write his own stories, although he's always, I think, had some of his own stories. They're mostly just weekly things. He tends to have his greatest appearances in other people's stories. Although Immortal Hulk proves this wrong. Immortal Hulk is one of the best fucking storylines ever. Read Have you read it? Yes, I'm reading it right now. Certified hood classic. Straight from the start. Absolutely terrifying. I know know Jake's been... uh hyping it up to me oh yeah Um, it's it's good it's really good it's the hulk 
but it's a horror comic. Ah, it's super. It's superhero still. Don't get me wrong, mm-hmm. but it's not too t- too wrong to say it's mixed with Cronenberg and Cthulhu. Look, it's terrifying. Look, 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 look. Whenever somebody tells me that like a modern superhero comic is good, then it must be good because. The quality has really terrible. dropped off. Yeah, it's yeah. really dropped off recently. Speaking of dropped off uh, quality, Iron Man 2 was okay. Never seen it. I have never, I still <laughs> to this day never seen it. <laughs> it's okay. It's an okay movie. Uh, it- this is another movie that I know had a lot of uh, uh, behind the scenes problems. Um, like I know uh, John Favreau really wanted to uh, adapt the demon in the bottle storyline, but they weren't really down for that. So we have, uh, you know, Whiplash, who the actor who played Whiplash says he never wants to work with Marvel again because of they like cut all of his scenes. Um, and just the, the the production of Iron Man Two was not a uh, not great. It did introduce us to uh fucking well Black Widow, um, oh, yeah. and Don yep, Cheadle's uh Rhodey. That is true. And uh, they they're both okay in that movie. Black Widow, I think, is much more confident in that. But I like Black Widow's early interpretations more than I've liked her modern interpretations. We will get to the Black Widow movie, don't you worry. But uh, Iron Man two, and I think I think we could probably do Iron Man. Well, we'll do, we'll get to Iron Man three later. Uh, Iron Man two, I would say, mm, from what I remember, probably a C tier movie. It's just it's just okay, maybe B tier. I can't remember. Uh, I'll I'll take your word on it on, on C tier because I definitely think think there are definitely some things worse than Iron Man two, even though I haven't seen them. Yes, Thor. So, Thor. Uh, I didn't like this movie when it came out. I saw it recently with a friend, and I liked it better the second time. Although the one thing that that really bothers me about this movie is uh Chris Hemsworth's bleached eyebrows. Yeah, those are weird they're, they're cursed they're they're very weird. cursed not not movie ruining but like you look at them like oh my god who thought that was a good yeah. and uh it's also the start of the marvel humor i would say it's iron man one you're seeing the the very first sproutings of it and then thor is where it really comes into itself where oh the fucking gods just showed up on the other side of the door that's cool Come on in. Guys. Yeah, but 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 here I think it's a lot better. It's yes. it's very well oh, done. Yes. It's, it's much better. It's here. actually funny. Um, and the humor is coming from Thor being a fish out of water than just like random uh, quips. Yeah, it's it's cliche, but it's cliche in a good way. We've talked about cliches before, and it's it's good. It's good funniness, but it's also the start of Marvel humor. So, uh... it also uh, uh this movie introduced us to uh. The worst MCU character of all time, Darcy. Oh, God, that's right. I always forget that she's in this fucking movie. I genuinely don't believe that she's in this movie half the time. Uh, Did you know Jeremy Renner is uncredited as Hawkeye in this movie? Really? Yeah, no, he's not credited as Hawkeye. That's weird. That's really weird. I mean, he's not in the movie for very long, but like... But he's in the movie. Yeah, he's in the movie. That's weird. That's jank. Anyways. Uh, Tom Hiddleston as Loki. Oh, yeah. I was never big on Loki growing up. I don't think until, like, Loki, the show, did I actually have an appreciation for the character. Yeah, he's sort of meant to be this 
mostly backgroundish villain. I get. That I know he really. Like, yeah. He like he really blew up, especially around the Tumblr crowd because he's a oh, hot, yeah. pretty boy. Yeah. Uh, but you know, everyone for the longest time championed him as Marvel's only good villain. But I, I don't know. I always thought he was overrated. Yeah, I think he was the the first standout villain. Nowadays, he's sort of middling. I think. Um, what's interesting to me is he's not really a threat physically. Like, the Hulk obviously can beat the living shit out of him the second he finds him. But if Tony Stark was in the Iron Man suit, he could probably give Loki a good run for his money. Thor, beat the pants out of him. Pretty much anybody else, also beat the pants out of him, except your, your Black Widow or Hawkeye. But even then, they cause quite a few problems for him. Some people like to say that he's uh been emasculated when uh, Loki came out Loki's always been a punching bag Loki has always been the kind of character that just doesn't get a whole lot for himself and that's that's the point his whole character is that he's not very threatening he has to backstab you four how would you rate it b b or c and I'm i think more b i'm thinking b it's it's got some merits. It's got something in there. And next is a big one. Captain America, the first Avenger. Straight off the bat, I think this is a certified hood classic. It is a certified hood classic. It's it's good. It's a really great change of pace from the last three movies of the cinematic universe. It's a World it's War II thing. movie. Yeah, it's a World War II movie, but it's a superhero World War II movie with sci-fi. And that's fucking weird. And I love that. It's so strange. And I'm... I, 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 yep. I think that what really like sets these like first couple uh, Marvel movies apart is that they picked... Uh, these like really, really solid directors... Um, they really just like put their own spins on each individual movie in a good way, in a way that's yeah. cohesive but also unique. Because you want you want them to be different, but you don't want them to be set apart from each other in a bad yeah, they're, way. They're like old guard directors with a lot of experience on their belt. Now they just seem to be picking like new people uh, yeah, in the art house hey, directors direct with only like. Movie. Like like three uh like like three movies to their name. Uh, we'll talk about Eternals at the end of the the thing. Yep. I think um the other thing that really sets this apart is this is the only phase of the MCU. Phase one is the only phase that has an entire year long gap with no movies, no releases of any kind. Twenty two thousand nine, no release. Twenty ten was Iron Man two. Which means, from Iron Man 1, released in 2008, you have Thor released in 2011, and then Captain America First Avenger also released in 2011, and of course, we'll get to it in just a bit, the Avengers in 2012. This whole phase was babied. It was cherished and nurtured like a mother hawk over its chicks. This was, they really didn't want to fuck this up. And you can see just in the timeline difference that they didn't, start really producing Thor, Captain America, or the Avengers until they saw the success of Iron Man, until they started to get that first really good incentive. 
And that's so rare nowadays. Everything is just sequels. We need the money. Get me more sequels. Four sequels for Avatar. I don't care that none of them are done yet. Sorry, I went on another little tirade there. What a... Oh, oh boy, those avatars. Oh, oh boy. Yeah. I, I, I know so many people <laughs> who care about those. What do you think about Captain America? Because we haven't really talked about the movie itself quite Gosh. yet. Cat... This this is also a movie that I'm also struggling to remember. I I do it's 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 good. It's really good. Um, Chris Evans was a great Captain America. Really good special effects for making yeah. him small and big. Oh yeah, um, yeah. The the uh, one of the most talked about effects of uh, putting Chris Evans' head on the tiny body. It looks weird now because it's Chris. E you like oh it's Chris Evans is Chris a Evans fucking head. juggernaut of a man. A, yeah. But that's just because we know what Chris Evans looks like. Back yeah. when this movie came out, holy shit, you were convinced all the way through the movie. Oh my god, it's the Human Torch from Fantastic Four. <laughs> <laughs> it's just good. the The romance with Betty is good. The ending is sad and tragic and beautiful in all the good ways. Pe no, Peggy, Betty is uh, the Hulk's. Uh, that's right. I'm too used to fucking Hulk. Yeah, Peggy. Hopefully she wasn't pegging anybody. Uh, I don't know. It's just a good movie. Go watch it if you haven't seen it. Next oh. we have... Uh, what's next after this? Oh, The Avengers. The Avengers. 2012. This is, I did end. not like this movie when I first saw it. Really? I thought it was a big letdown. Yeah. Really? Me, me, 12-year-old me was like, eh. What do you think now? Because uh, I know we 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 famously rewatched it, um, and famously called Kieran a cheese ball. Uh, but uh, during that, <sighs> okay, uh, cinematography wise, not great. It's very oversaturated and orange for my taste. It's also gray. Uh, it's also just. <sighs> I guess Joss, they finally have good Joss score Whedon. with the. Most of the music is still kind of, it, it's still just kind yeah. of quiet and doesn't really. Uh, Joss Whedon proved to be a stain on the MCU because he introduced uh, the quippy kind of bickering, bantering uh, thing amongst all the heroes. Um, at least that, it really, at least it fits in this movie because it's where it starts. Yeah, like, but. Other movies would would other movies, even non superhero movies, would take this kind of bickering, bantering kind of thing, and everyone's like, "Oh, that's what they liked in the Avengers. That's what we're just gonna roll with." Yeah, and that that really fucking irks me that we've been stuck with that shit for ten years now. I really hope we could get away from that because it's 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 the kind of homogenization of the humor that doesn't work. You don't want your fucking humor to all it's, be the same. It's it's a it's a good movie. Um, I'll say that now. It's a it's a, it's yeah. it's a good movie. It's a good side. culmination of the phase, uh, bringing together all of the storylines and uh, uh, characters that had been building up to this moment. All right now, out of respect, is this a certified hood classic or is it a B tier? I think it's a B tier. I have to agree. I have to agree. I like the movie. I like the ending for Tony Stark. I like the build up. I like that they bring everything together, but. It just, it's just, it's a little bland. It's starting to get a little bland. At the it also uh, introduced us to Thanos for the, oh, who was portrayed oh, in yes, makeup. Yes, the Grimace. Yes. 
Oh, uh, he's played by Chains from Payday 2 in this movie. That's right! I forgot! Yeah, I, bl- I believe Chains does show up in the MCU uh, in, I think it's Civil War. He plays, like, one of the, the goons at the beginning of Civil War. Yep. Yep, he does, as I recall. Uh, it's just... I don't know. I'm struggling to find a whole lot to say else about the Avengers. It's a movie. You You already know what's in the movie if you're listening to this, and if you don't... Probably watch the other movies and then watch the Avengers because you shouldn't watch the Avengers without seeing the other movies. Uh, I guess historically it's a huge thing because it's the first crossover movie, and it yeah really did. It really also it also is the first superhero movie to make a billion dollars. Yep, yep, really cemented the success of the MCU, which they would carry on to immediately lose all patience in phase two and get get me my money yes it's time to start pumping these things out in a very formulaic manner so first we begin with iron man 3 a movie that i hardly remember it is another uh, wet fart another c tier i would say uh we should talk about the mandarin what are your thoughts on the how they did the mandarin in this movie because obviously it was a big controversial talking point to the point where they had to go and retcon that that wasn't the real Mandarin. Okay, can I can I level with you for a second? Okay, what, what's I, up? I didn't remember Mandarin was in Iron Man three. <laughs> yeah, re- yeah, remember it's like you know uh, Ben Kingsley <laughs> is playing an actor and he's like pretending to be the Mandarin, uh, and then you know Tony breaks into his house and then it's just like yeah no I was just a figurehead like uh fucking what was his name? Uh, Guy Pierce is the real villain of this movie, yeah. uh, not the Mandarin. <laughs> I remember so little of Iron Man 3. I genuinely didn't know that Mandarin was in it. I, if, Whatever my opinion is worth, I think the Mandarin is one of the cooler villains, conceptually, that has been just fucked around with all over the place as far as tone and not trying to be racist to Oriental cultures. I, I, f- I find it really weird. Instead of, ter- instead of making him uh, an Asian stereotype, they just turned him into a Middle Eastern Osama Bin Laden stereotype. Yeah, which I... I just find so strange. Just he's the Mandarin. He's so distinctly Chinese from that fucking name. Just make him Chinese. Just just do that. Just it's so it's so funny now cuz there's so much pandering to Chinese audiences now. Was this the first time that we were pandering to make him like not distinctly I- yeah, so so this is something I I learned uh, is that uh, one of the, like the, the movies that Stanley wanted to get made as like a Marvel movie was uh, Shang Chi, um, and that originally it wasn't supposed to be Thanos, it was supposed to be the Mandarin in Avengers, and it was going to set up a Shang Chi movie, but they showed like the Chinese development company that they wanted to work with, uh, that they would work with on Iron Man three. They showed them the Mandarin. And they were like, no, this is super racist. And yeah, if you go back and you look at like Fu Manchu and how the Mandarin used to look, you're like, oh, yeah, that that uh, I, I'm glad we changed that because that was uh, not great. Yeah, I mean, the, the first versions of the Mandarin were a little off key. But at the same time, I think removing almost anything that was really stereotypically Chinese was also not the best way to go because it also feels like, yeah. oh, you just can't well, be well, Chinese. We we did get the Mandarin, um, yes. and Shang Chi, um. So and and I feel like they could have did that in 2013. He could just have been an Asian guy. What what's the problem with that? Yeah, just make him a Chinese 
Asian-looking man. He doesn't have to look goofy. You can have a non-goofy-looking guy also look very stereotypically Chinese. The point of the Mandarin is that he is that kind of a character. That he's Well, as I recall in the interpretation I remember from Iron Man Armored Adventures for the Mandarin, I can't, I can't speak to most of the interpretations of the character, but he's, you know, he's the Mandarin. He's supposed to be that kind of character. Making him Middle Eastern is just fucking There's weird. a... There, there's, there's a, there's a joke uh, in Shang Chi when the real Mandarin is discussing. Uh, uh, he's telling Shang about the, the Iron Man three incident, and he goes, "They, they, they didn't know my name, so they decided to pick uh, a new one for me, the Mandarin. They named me after an orange." <laughs> <laughs> That's kind of silly. Speaking of silliness, Iron Man three was a silly movie. C tier. Maybe D tier. Can't remember. Yeah, I, I put it. I put it a C tier. It's it's fine. Thor Dark World. Oh, also, oh. I, I'd also point out that Iron Man three is also another weird, uh, uh, I guess, like timeline uh, thing because they they made Iron Man three because I because Tony Tony Stark, uh, Robert Downey Jr. Um, uh, was kind of wanting. He was kind of getting tired of playing Iron Man. Um, so you know they had him blow up all the his in this movie as a way to like yeah if you don't want to be Iron Man again here's your ending and then he decided to keep playing Iron Man again and then that point is just immediately made moot by the time of uh, um, Age of Ultron yeah it's it's kind of dumb it's kind of dumb I don't know why they did that uh, it's there's so much shit to talk about in these movies alright Thor Dark World the crap, second mega crap yeah the second wet fart to start us off with phase two uh Oh this, no, this Marvel Bros. The... We got too big. This, uh, this movie, uh, I know for the longest time it's considered the worst Marvel movie. I think there are things worse than it at this point. Uh, not great. Uh, there's a little too much Darcy. Uh, one minute of Darcy is is too is too much. But this time they really cranked it up to eleven. Uh, the villain Malekith is again considered one of the worst comic book movie villains of all time I, I i hardly remember what he looked like i hardly remember him in this movie he's really bad uh the best part of this movie is tom hiddleston yep and even tom hiddleston gets contrived death plot going on with is he dead is he not dead it's kind of hard to tell and then oh yeah they they actually were gonna kill him off in this movie but the test audiences didn't believe it uh <laughs> so they so they wrote it so he would come back <laughs> that's that's probably my favorite part is they just didn't believe he was fucking dead and instead of making it a more believable definitive death they just said no no he's alive it's fine i have uh, this movie deserves nothing else from us d tier fuck off yes, Thor Dark World. captain america now we can talk Soldier. about a hood classic hood classic hood Buck classic Barnes, big bar i love titties. the winter soldier very good. The movie. only thing is, I really like. I know because he's he he grows out of the Winter Soldier, but I I miss like the the Soviet arm with the red star. I miss like the mask. I miss the long hair. Because yeah, I kind of I, I, I kind of forgot what hair. I kind of forgot what Bucky like looked like, and then like you know he's fighting the Winter Soldier and he takes the mask off. I was like, oh my god, it's Bucky! Put that mask back on. <laughs> he looked like a child. <laughs> The Winter Soldiers, it's such a good departure from the normal shit we've been dealing with. It's up a till this spy point. thriller. It's a spy thriller. And that's 
It's Captain America again. And I just noticed both Captain America movies are now certified hood classics. Everything Captain America is in is elevated. He's just a fucking badass. And uh I I I can't remember. This movie gets pretty dark, doesn't it? With um going into the back well, yeah, of we, Barnes or does we, that happen more in Civil War? Uh no, they delve into it in this movie. We also have the uh the 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 end of Shield. We find out that uh Bucky killed uh uh Tony Stark's parents. Yes. Yes, that is right. That's right. We discover that in this movie. And uh, it's just good. It it's just good. It's a spy thriller. It's I think it has less ridiculous humor too. It's less quippy. It's more it's more sedated. The, the, is, the humor is more subdued in this movie. Yeah, which is a good thing because the last two movies were absolutely crammed full of as much humor as they could get into them, and it really it it starts to show after just a little while that you gotta you gotta temper the Marvel humor. There's good things with the Marvel humor, and it's not good to have for the whole movie. Speaking of shit tons of Marvel humor, Guardians of the Galaxy was released in the same year as The Winter Soldier, which really astounds me in terms of tone. Guardians of the Galaxy is um, a hood classic. I like the second one better, personally, uh, which is, you know, you know, it was surprising. Um, a lot of people don't like or a lot of people prefer one over two, but I think two is the better movie. Personally. I haven't seen much of either. I've seen more of the first film than I've seen of the second film, but what I've seen of the first film, I quite like it leans hard into the goofy tone which is good if you're gonna do yeah, a goofy J tone lean into it make it own it because the, the thing is is that J uh if you've ever seen a james gunn movie guardians of the galaxy are unapologetic unapologetically uh james gunn movies they stay up, up they stay they stay uh they stand apart from the pack because they are the director's creative vision um and not a studio mandated uh uh freaking uh, product product is the is the thing okay so is, is the word i'm looking for a little more little uh more you know you took this the, this was the uh the example to marvel that you could take uh a group of characters nobody previously cared about um and didn't really sell well in the comics and turn them into big household names yeah and uh it's guardians of the galaxy is very interesting. It it is also kind of its own tone, despite the fact that it's very quippy and goofy and humor oriented. It, unlike the previous movies, using that as not a crutch but as part of the part of the shtick. Guardians of the Galaxy is that's the core of the movie. Is that really quippy dialogue? That really actiony stuff. And it's, it also, it's also raised nice uh, uh, it raised Dave Batista and Chris Pratt to, to stardom. Uh, yes. As they would get many, many roles after this. Yep, they um, would become A-listers after this. Uh, Drax is fun. Groot is hilarious. Rocket Raccoon is also hilarious. Although I really don't like what they did with Drax post this, because they really dropped the whole revenge with Thanos uh, plot line with him. Yeah, that's a really sad thing, is that he's just kind of a joke machine after this movie. But he's not a joke machine in this movie. He's still got the, the yeah. Thanos. He's he's funny, don't get me wrong. It's just I want what his, what his original character was meant to be. Mm-hmm. Yep. Certified Hood Classic, Guardians of the Galaxy, 2014. One year later we have avengers age of ultron is this uh, a wet fart you you've seen it more recently than i have um i, I have didn't like say, it when it came out i was unimpressed with how bad it was 
that meaning I was promised a very poor Avengers movie. It was okay. I think it was fine. I The lowest I would put it is C. And I might consider it a B on a good day. You've got Wanda and Quicksilver in it. Quicksilver dies a fucking wet fart of a death, I will say that. Oh, yeah, um, it was... It didn't make any sense whatsoever. Yeah, they're super nerfed in this movie. Wanda, though, the the the, the way that they introduce Wanda and Quicksilver, very cool characters. They are villains who have got actually decent motivations. <clears throat> I think my biggest problems with Age of Ultron is the fallout of Age of Ultron. I will get into this in Civil War. I really don't like how that this movie was used to quote-unquote motivate Tony Stark to do other things because it feels like we're going through the same motions, but that's... I. This movie isn't that guilty of that. That's I, I also hate... I, I hate Ultron's design in, in this movie. Um, It's horrible. Yes. I don't like De the mouth. Definitively, I do not like his design. I think whoever decided... That he should have a mouth, fucking idiot. He already had a mouth in the original design. That was more than enough, and it's more intimidating if he doesn't have a mouth. Oh yeah, this was also the sign of of, uh, of Joss Whedon's misogynistic writing choices. Oh yeah, because uh, we, right. uh, we have we have we have his uh, good old hood classic of Bruce Banner falling into Black Widow's titties. Um, because uh, you know uh, that's that's really funny. Uh, really we also have a real. A really, a really bad uh, romance between Banner and Widow that comes out of nowhere. Um, yeah, I think there's a lot of potential to that kind of romance because they're both characters who have lost their lives to things that are sort of out of their control. But oh yeah, also time, Black Black Widow compares not being able to have children uh, to being a a monster on the level of the Hulk. Yeah, which is just really weird. It's just, it's just really weird. Because one thing, okay, fine. You both can't do the thing that you want to do. But, I mean, Bruce has a lot more to deal with than you do, lady. I'm sorry. Yeah, it's... It's it's very it's very much like oh yes I I my, I am woman and my only purpose in being a woman is taken away from me I am a monster I'm pretty sure there's a lot of people who are infertile can't have kids men and women alike who don't feel yeah, like is... monsters Joss Weed what do you what do you what do you imply it here so There's this there's the this is the one with the shirtless Bruce scene isn't it where that he's talking to her or is that a different movie than I've shirtless Bruce I don't does Bruce ever take his shirt off in these movies other yeah, he than like comes out of a shower. And then he's just talking. Maybe. To Fuck. What movie was that? Oh my god! I'm losing my mind. Um. Here, hold on. Bruce and Natasha. It it would probably be this movie. It should be this movie. Maybe it was a deleted scene. I can't remember. I know that there was a lot of deleted scene stuff for them, uh, in Infinity War, which is really sad because they were going to start fixing this shit, and then Age of Ultron. Kind of a wet fart. I would. The more we're talking about it, C tier. I would. Yeah. Especially when you consider the fallout of the movie for the rest of the MCU, because this becomes a big point for the rest of the MCU in good oh, it, ways uh, it, and it, bad ways. Uh, it's the best. The best thing is that it kept uh, it kept Paul Bettany employed. Is that he can now be uh, yes, Vision that's instead true. of just a voice. Yes, that's true. Paul Bettany. We need to pay that man some more fucking money because yeah, we we have we, we have a. We have a we have a we have a running a running joke about uh 
because if you don't know Paul Bettany, who played uh, Jarvis, uh, he was really having problems getting roles, and his uh, his agent was telling him like to give up on acting altogether. But then they called him in and were like, "Would you like to play Vision as a physical role?" And he fired his agent. He's been doing Vision. Um, and if you look at his filmography, he hasn't really been doing a lot outside Marvel. So we just joke that uh, he uh, Marvel is the only thing keeping him employed, and that I would like him to continue to be Vision if it means he has a job. Because yes, uh, he, 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 he basically nearly cried in Kevin Feige's office uh, when they told him he was coming back from WandaVision and he wasn't uh, dead and fired. Yeah, because they... Spoiler alert, Vision dies in Infinity War and he's just... Man's out of a job! Paul Bettany literally didn't have a job at all after Infinity War and then they fucking randomly call him back in for WandaVision. Yeah, I'm. I'm sure Marvel pay, pay, pays a lot. I'm sure he's got money. I'm sure he wasn't like at risk of just like being homeless. But I think too, if I had a lot of m money and I couldn't do the thing that I wanted to do, I'd be very sad. Yes, yes, that would be quite sad. Uh, Age of Ultron. Maybe. Do you even need to see Ultron? I think you could just read cliff notes about Ultron, and then you can yeah. go on to the rest of the MC. Uh, so now we have to talk about the fallout of Age of Ultron. Oh wait, no, no, we can't because we got to talk about Ant Man. Yeah. Uh, it -Man's, a -Man's, it's a good movie. -Man's, yeah, Ant-Man's a, a fun little romp. Uh, it's got some really good uh, visual effects. It's basically just Iron Man. Um, watch th this is this is a very interesting experiment. Watch Iron Man and then watch Ant-Man because you'll be like, I, I, didn't I just watch this movie? Because they have basically the same plot. Uh, but Scott Lang, uh, amazing character. Uh, Hank Pym, another great character. Uh, Louise. Uh, the meme, uh, the ex gotta explain everything in the most complicated way possible. I'd say this is a B tier. It's it's, it's, it's solid B tier. Yeah, we haven't even talked about the Falcon. Falcon. Top tier. Love love the Falcon. Oh yeah, he's really first showed up in Winter Soldier. Makes a small appearance in, in Ant Man uh, and recruits Scott into the Avengers. Mm -hmm. You know, it just occurred to me also. The Ant-Man amazingly comes in, gets his movies at literally the worst fucking possible times. Oh, Here we should also is. talk about how... Yeah. We should also talk about how, like, in, uh, in Age of Ultron... Uh, Age of Ultron is not the culmination of its phase. It, it, phase 2 does not have an ongoing story arc. Because uh, it's mostly just kind of setting up the Infinity... It's mostly just kind of setting up the Infinity Stones. Yeah, that it Age can't of even, Ultron like... just comes out of nowhere, doesn't it? Yeah, not to mention, Age of Ultron basically has little to no references besides a few lines of the other movies. That's weird. That's really weird. I just noticed that. It just, it starts like, its own storyline, and then it ends its own storyline. They, 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 don't, they don't really talk about, uh, um, uh, they don't really talk about Iron Man blowing up his suits. They don't really talk about what happened to Thor the Dark World. Thor mentions that he, uh, I think he mentions that he breaks up with Natalie Portman in this movie, or she's elsewhere. Uh, they only just very briefly mention uh, that S.H.I.E.L.D. is gone, but not really, because they show up with the helicarriers that never show up ever again. I don't know what happened to them. I don't think the writers know what happened to them. Obviously, Guardians is off doing its own thing. Guardians can... G Guardians, if you took the Marvel movie off of it, could just be another sci-fi movie, honestly. Besides, yeah, like, Winter Soldier like, is doing its own thing. Dark World did its own thing. Everybody was fucking it's so weird. I'm glad you pointed that out. I didn't under, I didn't really get that that there's just 
fucking nothing going into and coming out of Age of Ultron. Well, not I to guess... mention the the initial inciting incident of them going to retrieve Loki's scepter from the the Hydra base could honestly probably have just been done by Cap. It wasn't really an Avengers level threat. Yeah, and Tony kind of just starts and ends his own arc again in this movie, where he's like, "I'm gonna build the sh- fucking suit of armor for the whole world," which I think is interesting. You know, he he would want to protect things, but at the same time. I think we're going to start seeing a repeating trend of his own character story arc from the very first Iron Man movie, just endlessly repeating on loop forever until his death, which is, I'm not going to ever abuse my power ever again. I'm going to only use this for good, and I am going to be the only person who does this stuff. Nobody yeah, else. It's, it, it, it's, it's kind of it's like, uh, what do you call it? Um. Uh, how basically every Thor movie boils down to I am not, wor- I am worthy. I am, n- no, I am worthy. That's, that's the Thor movie right there. That's the Thor movie. Yeah, that, that's, that's the Thor movie. That, then, that's, that's, that's Thor's arc in Endgame. <laughs> that's, that, I am not worth, I, I am not worthy. I, I, I screwed up. I killed, I killed Thanos. Or sorry, I, I screwed up. I didn't kill Thanos in time. This is all my fault. But wait. I'm still worthy. Yeah, it's it's kind of goofy. Anyways, I, uh, I, 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 we'll talk about it more more in this because a lot of people have problems with Fat Thor. I really like, I, I do like the concept of Fat Thor, and I also think it's it's really really wholesome that like it comes up with the way the message of that even in your depression you are still worthy. I think that's a good message. I just think there's way better Thor storylines they could have been adapting it, for Endgame. Yeah. Very true, but I at least liked that message of them, like, like of going Even like, yeah, just because you're still a good yeah. person. Uh, phase two, wet fart of a phase. Some good movies in there. Thank God for Captain America. He's the only one carrying this giant fucking franchise at this point. Speaking of which, phase three. Did we learn our mistakes? Yes, because they start from Civil War, a Captain America movie, but it's actually Avengers two point five. Yeah, people, people, uh, someone I know specifically hates that I call it Avengers 2.5, but it is Avengers 2.5. It just fucking is. There's no, (laughs) there's no more accurate title for it. And, uh, well, the reason for that is everybody's in it. Every, everyone is here. Iron Man and Captain America are our main characters, but it does feature everyone else. It introduced us to the, 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 the awesome Black Panther Played by Chadwick Boseman, may he forever rest in peace. Yep, Spider Man came in. Spider Man as well. Tom Holland, and uh, it's just—it's actually quite a solid movie. Now, I don't like the Sokovia Accords. I emphatically disagree with the principle that Tony Stark would give up control of the Avengers to any ruling body of any kind. I think the entire point of Iron Man 1 was Tony Stark doesn't ever trust bureaucrats beyond that point. And yet, here he is doing it again. Yes. Not, not so much of the Sokovia... Uh, as much as, as, much as I, I don't like him, Legal Eagle does a very good v- video on the Sokovia Accords and why they would never work in real life. Um, because it's like... Y- you you can't really control a bunch of people from different nations who aren't 
serving as a part of like your armed forces. Yeah, it like, 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 like what? I'm supposed to just dox myself to the whole world and let them know my medical information that I, my genes are mutated to then I'm a superhero. You can't do that. There's so many things that prevent you from doing that. Yeah. So it doesn't. I mean, work I mean, from I mean, I mean, I mean, I mean, if I mean, if if you want to, sure. Like I can, I can, I can go and I can upload my genetic code to the internet because it was my decision. But a government body can't force me to do that. Especially not not the United States, in which I live in, which is the the you know the laws that would govern me uh, as a United States citizen. Yeah, and it just it just fucking doesn't. And I just really don't like Tony Stark's shit with that. I like the stuff with him and his parents dying and Bucky. I think that's a great drama. I think that could probably have also been written a little bit better. I think Civil War is. Well, what do you think about Civil War as far as tier tier? I'm personally, despite its problems, I would say A tier, if not B tier. It's still a really good movie. It's a really fun movie. I think I can look past the the contrived reasons why people are throwing hands because honestly, who who doesn't want to watch their favorite superheroes beat the crap out of each other? In the in the words of Mike Stocklassa, I have famously terrible taste. I love watching superheroes beat the shit out of each other. It's just. There's something viscerally fun about that. There's something so goofy, so wonderful, so stupid, so lovably on tone, on brand. So yeah, I'll do I'll do A. Certified hood classic, I think we can call it. After all, it is a Captain America movie. Cap is based. No S tiers uh, notably. Uh we've got uh Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2, which I think is honestly better than the fir- than the first one. It has a uh... A much better villain, uh, fucking Ronan the Accuser, uh, usually considered to be one of the worst uh, uh, comic book adaptation villains of all time. Uh, Ego is 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 a great villain. Uh, some really good stuff with uh, Star Lord here, uh, and a lot of the Guardians. This introduces us to Mantis. Yeah, it's, it's just... solid. It's really funny. This had me dying in the theater, honestly. Yeah, and it was just. I can't say anything. I haven't fucking seen the movie. But what I have seen of the movie is really fun. It seems like it learns its lessons from the first movie a little bit. I don't know, though. I haven't seen it, so I can't give a a good opinion. Now, let's go to the... One of the more controversial movies on this list, not from, like, a critic standpoint or a box office standpoint. Uh, It's a Spider-Man movie. If you don't think it's going to make any money, then you... What? We forgot Doctor Strange. Oh, Doctor Strange. Uh, Doctor Strange is, is a weird movie for me because uh, Benedict Cumberbatch and Doctor Strange is a, are so certified hood classics in their own. Awesome character, awesome actor. Uh, some of the best VFX I've ever seen in a movie. Uh, this movie's visuals are so good. Oh, yeah. But the movie around the character is just okay. It's just another superhero origin movie because Iron Man kind of set like the template. Um, I have to agree. He's very unique as far as tone and concept and the visual effects fucking slap in this movie. But man, it's just another Iron Man. Yeah, he he, he elevates the movie definitely, which prevents it from being C tier. I think think it's a B tier. I think it's Um, a solid B. I think it's a solid B. Yeah, because... Like the movie, I think I would give it a six out of ten, but I enjoy Doctor Strange other than most six out of ten movies because I just love the character. Yeah, he's he's good. He's fun. The story, again, it's not the story is bad. 
And it's not even that it's just Iron Man again. It's just a little bland as far as a Doctor Strange story goes. Because Doctor Strange has some fucking cool origin yeah. setups. And they just don't really do anything that dramatic with this one. Yeah, it's, it's just what it is. B tier. Anyways, as you as you were saying before, I interrupted you. Spider. Uh, uh, yes. Spider. Uh, Spider-Man: Homecoming. Uh, as I mentioned before, it is a Spider-Man movie. Uh, you know, it is a critical darling. It makes a lot of money because it's, it's Spider-Man. Uh, you know, uh, Venom Two, a movie that I thought was okay, is the highest-grossing superhero movie of the of the year uh, from both a box office standpoint and a profit standpoint. You know why? Because it's Spider-Man adjacent. And it's the same thing for Homecoming, but a lot of people are mixed on this movie. Some people hate it. Some people uh, love it. I Matt, what is your opinion on Spider-Man Homecoming? I don't know there's that many people that hate it. Uh, I've already talked to you about it. I've talked to your brother about it. I've talked to everybody about it. I think this is a good, maybe even a great, certainly a solid MCU movie. When you stack it up, though, against the likes of the Sam Raimi trilogy with Spider-Man, when you stack it up against the general philosophy surrounding Spider-Man, I really just kind of irks me that there's no Uncle Ben in it at all. I understand. Okay, I fucking understand. Within the same 10-year time span, we had three different Spider-Men. Okay, I get it. And I get that we're done with Uncle Ben. And I'm glad we didn't do another fucking Uncle Ben origin story. But we've switched from with great power comes great responsibility to if you're nothing without the suit, then you don't deserve the suit with Tony Stark. And it just feels like it ties it so thoroughly into the grander MCU. And they're very obviously just grooming Peter to become the next Iron Man. What, yeah, what is your, because, you know, everyone complains that the, the Spider-Man movies are way, way too reliant on Tony Stark, uh, Iron little Iron Boy Jr. All of the villains think, were wronged by Tony Stark in some fashion and are I now coming out Spider-Man. It is a shame because the core Spider-Man mythos, lore, origin, philosophical, philosophical, whatever, the fact that it is a kid who just can't fucking catch a break is what sells Spider-Man. And that part just really isn't in the movie. Like, Peter, they, they almost lampshade how few consequences there are for most of his actions. The fact that he leaves in the middle of the spelling bee and then they come back and instead of giving his position to Flash, they're like, you're back on the team, kid, come on. And there's just no time to even discuss consequences for any of this. He leaves school. There's very few consequences, if any. He doesn't go to the party, and they acknowledge that he doesn't go to the party, but then he gets another second chance, and for no no discernible reason for the characters, he just gets another second chance. And it's just it's just so so weird. And of course, there's the weird, like, oh, this girl is going to be his MJ, and then it turns out MJ is this not white, not red-haired girl, and it's it's just her. Well, 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 you know the the comic book trope. Uh, uh, what's it called? Uh, uh, redheads get adapted as black people always. It is a, <laughs> is a it is a running joke among the internet. Uh, Hollywood doesn't know how to adapt a redhead character. O- always black. Uh, what do they call? Uh, Jimmy Olsen, Iris West, MJ. Um. Uh, oh, uh, Queen Mary. Uh, I don't know if you know about this, but there was a historical uh, like drama where they casted uh, the British Queen Mary as a black woman, and Queen Mary was historically a redhead. Holy shit. 
Um, uh, well, see, uh, Peter Parker uh, of the MCU is into black women, and that's pretty based. Uh, good on yes. good good on you, good on you, P- uh, Peter Parker. Not not trashy um, black girls either. Classy black girls. Yeah, but uh, I I think I was fine with the I guess like the subversion of expectations of. Uh, I don't, I don't know I'm, what they called her. That's but... the thing. I'm I'm fine with it that one time. Now, if they made Ned be like, oh, yeah, my my father who left us is Harry Osborne or fucking whatever, I would have bombed a federal building if they'd done that a second time. You get one, okay? You get one time to do that. You don't get to do it twice. Yeah. Um, I'm I'm perfectly fine with MJ not being you know redhead whatever I, I I like I like the change change is always good um it doesn't completely just like destroy the character it wasn't a, a diversity flip for the sake of like you know it's it's not yeah. like she goes uh you know it's it's not like she's like up she like, is her like, own you know, they, character they, That's yeah, why yeah they're not they're not elevating her because because she's a different race than the the the, the white main character. Yeah, and she's sort of her own interpretation of MJ, which is fine, okay? If you make a, a different character and your own interpretation, that's fine. Just don't change the race and then nothing else. That's dumb. Uh, rating. I would call this movie B-tier. I, I think I would also give it a B-tier. I cannot, in good faith, give it an A-tier just because I feel like they already have a fucking roadmap oh, for we, how to do the best Spider-Man movies. And they we gotta do. talk about the Vulture. He's great. Oh, yes, I love the Vulture... Movie. Great. Probably the best part of the film is the fact that the vulture is just a family guy who's into crime, not into crime because he loves crime. He he's doing it because that's what he's doing to get the money. Yes. And And also because Tony Stark fucked him over. Yeah. Tony Stark fucked him over. It's continuing that arc. Those long lasting repercussions for when Tony Stark was a dumbass villains, villainous industrial complex kind of character. It's good. It's good. I like the lore behind Homecoming. I just don't like the general execution. I feel like it could have been much, much stronger. Uh, next is Thor Dragoncock. Uh, yeah, Thor Dragoncock, as we uh, affectionately call it. Uh, I really like Ragnarok. It's a I, good time. I think the jokes in this movie really start to not do it for me. Like before, it's a it's I can get by with it. I think. I would call this movie an A tier if it wasn't for that, and also just the this this is also when I think they started to do the Hulk dirty. Uh, first, they abort oh, yeah. that we get oh, we yeah. get that an aborted off. world of uh, an aborted World War Hulk uh, story storyline uh, they'd had up until that point. By the way, yeah, and they they aborted it um, by only adapting a little bit of it. Um, and then stealing the characters and putting it in the Thor storyline. That's what that is what really pisses me off. Is they don't just abort World War Hulk, they fucking shank it and give its soul and skin to Thor. That's they, what they, pisses they all, me off. They they also like like at the end of the at the end of the movie, um, you know, they summon Surtur to bring about Ragnarok to destroy Hela, and you know, the Hulk uh, being the Hulk jumps and he's like, oh, but Hulk want to fight giant monster. And it's like, no Hulk, not right now. And it's like, but, it's but that's so what dumb. he does. It's they, so they turn dumb. him into a joke. They, they turn him into the butt of the joke. And that's why and I, I don't, don't like really that. like the humor. They, it feels like an improv movie and not in a good way. They just fucking, this is, this is denying the, the audience's expectations for no reason. 
in a lot of cases. It's nowhere near as bad as oh. Ryan Last Jedi Johnson, but also uh. also also I I really uh uh Korg um one of the stands out in the movie, I do think the bits with Korg are really funny, especially with the uh, the thing of like, uh, you know, Thor's like, "Why are you here?" He's like, "Oh, well, I started a revolution on my planet, but I didn't, uh, I didn't print out enough pamphlets, uh, so they didn't. Nobody showed up." And with everything going on in the world during 2017, that was just a really funny joke. Yeah, that that is that is funny at that point in time. Um, yeah, B tier, I would say for Ragnarok. What next? Oh, Black Panther. Black Panther. Midnight Ash Panther. Midnight Ash Panther. Uh, <clears throat> okay. Do you, do you want to start on this one or do I want to start on this one? I will start on this one. Okay. <clears throat> We're going to have very different uh, I, opinions, I'm sure. We're going to talk okay. about very different stuff. So go ahead. All right. I. Uh, okay. Uh, first things off, and the first thing I will say uh, before any words get taken out of the thing uh, the problem with this movie is not Black Panther. Um, I don't think any of the actors are the problem in this movie. Uh, Chadwick Boseman is a great Black Panther. Um, he does a really good job in this movie. I thought you were um, going to say Chadwick Boseman is a great Black man. <laughs> I, I, I mean, yeah. Uh, top, top, top 10 Black people, sue me. Uh, uh, what's it called? Uh, uh, this movie... Okay, so this this movie is is a movie that uh, so the best way to describe it. So, being that this is, uh, you know, a, a a black superhero movie with an almost all black cast, although they threw a white guy in it for no reason. I don't know why Martin Freeman had to be in this movie. Um, because the thing is, it's like so what they did like Black Panther, like in the comics, they had Martin Freeman's character because they were like, oh, uh, you know, uh, th- no one's gonna read a story about black people, so you gotta have the one white guy in there to be like the audience like thing. But, like, it's 2018, and we don't need that. He didn't really serve a, a thing in the movie. Um, this movie is not great. Um, the villain in it, Killmonger, people, like, oh, he's so relatable. Oh, he's so he's so good. Oh, he's almost a hero. And it's just like, n- no, he's, he's, he's not. Just not. He's, like, he's like, just objectively but, not. Like, 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 I get, like, because people go, oh, you know, well, he wants to, you know... Had Wakanda just used its like uh like you know its resources and power to you know um help out uh black people in impoverished communities and stop slavery like yeah that's all good but K- Killmonger at the heart of it wants to enslave white people yeah which, which is, is you know not not if great you, if you want that in your sort of heroic character you should take a look at yourself. Anyways. Yeah, like like don't don't get me wrong the argument. The, the discussion, the dialogue you have bet- between Killmonger and T'Challa are whether or not Wakanda should be using its power to help, you know, Africans throughout the world. Because, you know, as we all know, um, black people throughout history, even now, even in their own country, have had their fair share of issues. And that is a dialogue to have. But Killmonger's end goal is His goal is not to help or alleviate his goal is to infuriate and seek revenge yes and uh that mind if i segue into my own topic on it yes all right any wakandan who even fucking insinuates something about white guilt or anything like that you people the wakandans sit literally at the 
toppest level of luxury and technological advancement. Paradoxically, with no trade, totally ignoring the fact that I think Wakanda as a concept doesn't make any fucking sense and is a total misunderstanding of how trade and country development works. Wakanda sat there for thousands of years, or maybe hundreds. I don't, I don't remember how long the meteor has been there. I don't care. They have had the technology to share with people. They don't need to share vibranium materials because guess what they fucking learned what electricity was they learned how to make clean water they learned how to do all this other shit from the vibranium which again totally ignoring how dumb that concept is wakandans did nothing for hundreds of years despite being aware of the suffering of the african countries despite knowing how bad it was and the funniest thing is there is not one single moment of justification for why they did that all they say is well not our problem and then just ignore it they don't even say it's not our problem i think there's part of that with with killmonger of we're gonna spread around the african countries but like what the fuck were they doing for hundreds of years people at the start of the movie obviously see their ship coming into Wakanda. So how did it stay secret? It's just, I have conceptual problems with Wakanda. I have big, big foundational problems with that. And I, I went on a big tirade there. I'm sure that I'll probably get canceled on twitter.com, which is why I don't have. Yeah. And, and, and another thing is like, people wanted to elevate this. But, oh, you know, this, this is our movie. This is a, uh, you know, that was black, really black people to, Black people taking center stage. Um, so uh, I would just like to let you know that uh, in 2018, uh, before Black Panther came out, uh, you could pop on Netflix and watch a little superhero show called Luke Cage, which featured a black man. Uh, black Lightning was also on at this time. Uh, Blade, yep. uh, Blade, one of the the most successful superhero one of the first movies. For MCU. Successful, actually, the only successful heroic uh, series of movies before Spider Man. Feature, and, featured a black I guess, guy. I guess Batman in it, Superman too, but yeah, featured uh, a black guy. Kids, kids in the early 2000s had a uh, static shock. Yep. Uh, we had uh, uh, John Stewart Green Lantern on Justice League. Um, what else do we have? We had. Uh, um, well, honestly, that's all static shock. plenty with those, with those seven yeah. and eight. I mean, we've had black superheroes before. The only difference is they had the class to not say it's our time. He's a black superhero. He's the only black superhero. And of course, there's similar shit that's been said about female superheroes. But but this was especially scummy, I think, with Black Panther because they really, really pushed that in the marketing. Yeah, it's just like, I don't know. I'm 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 half black and I like Black Panther because he's a super good martial artist in a panther suit and he looks cool that's yeah. just me yeah i'm sure we're we're gonna get canceled on twitter.com for what we said about black panther i'm sure but me i gotta put it in c tier i i, gotta I think i would put it in c tier yeah probably uh, probably better than age of ultron and iron man 3 and iron man 2 i just no, i can't i can't put it anywhere now we have uh, Avengers Infinity War. I think the first S tier. The first S tier. Uh, Absolutely. Because for the first time in, what, eight movies, we have a total bucking of the trend. Avengers Infinity War. Ugh. Oh, excuse me. Fucking amazing story about Thanos. That's He's the main character. 
And that's yes. what's amazing. Thanos will return, uh, as the uh, as the as the credits uh, say. Uh, no heroes, just Thanos. Uh, this is a movie with like forty bajillion characters, and somehow they made it work. Um, not everybody gets their uh, other time to shine, uh, especially with Black Panther. Black Panther shows up to say Bombay, and that's that's about it. No, he, he does that. Awesome. I think he does that. No, he does that in both movies. Never mind. Yeah, he yeah he does do that in both movies. That his is uh, that his contribution to the whole 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 deal. <laughs> it uh, it's good though. Thanos is one of the standout, most fascinating villains of the modern day, and you combine that with titanic levels of marketing and great preemptive love for uh, for the character from all the build-up to him, and you understand why there are so, 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 so many, unfathomably many gifts of a naked Thanos twerking his ass in front of a white background. Yeah, th- just... yeah this, this, this added Thanos to the, to the co- pop culture spear. Everyone yes. and their grandma now knows who's, who's, who Thanos is. Yes, whether they want to or not, Thanos is a household name. And, well, I think, it's, I think it's for the better. Thanos, at least in Infinity War, is a really, really great villain. I would almost, well, I won't say Shakespearean because there's not much that's really tonally like that. But he is a tragic, tragic villain. Um, uh, I do have some criticisms. Do you want to say anything before I get into the uh, criticisms of Thanos? Uh, uh, standout performances. Uh, Vision, uh, Scarlet Witch. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, Tony. Uh, Hulk. Hulk Thor. is done d- dirty. Uh, Thor. Tony. Spider Man. I almost consider this to be a Spider Man movie. Just in, a little in bit. A way. In uh, a like way. a point five of a Spider Man yeah. movie. All the characters play off of each other really well. Thanos is terrifying. For uh, this many has good this reasons. has good humor in it. The jokes are really funny. Yeah, um, and the humor in this is more character humor, and I love that. Yes, it's, it, and you can't you can't do the quippy stuff because there's so many characters. So you just have to rely on people knowing who the characters are and then playing off of each other. Uh, it has actually one of my only one of my only liked uh, improv lines in all of the MCU. They're saying, uh, um, "Where is Gamora?" How how does that joke go? It's with Drex. It's a, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh... Uh, where is Gamora? Why is Gamora? I'll do you one one better. How is Gamora? Yeah, yeah, and it's <laughs> it's just so funny because you can tell they nobody had any fucking idea he was going to say that when he when he says it because the camera just shifts down to him randomly, and uh, it's just fun. It's just a fun movie. It's a great fun movie with great depth for people who are looking for that. It's also got a whole bunch of roller coaster moments for people who are looking at, and it's one of the last movies in the Marvel Cinematic Universe where the really important dramatic moments don't come from big action set pieces. They come from character drama. Uh, There's some of that still in Endgame, I would say, but Thanos is the linchpin to all of this, and nobody expected him to be such a good character. But it's okay if I go into my little little spiel. Yes. Okay. Thanos' motivations don't make sense. I think it was more reasonable back in the comics when he wanted to have sex with me. Because, here's my problem. My one problem with Thanos, I am unconvinced that a man is tactically intelligent, a man is strategically cunning, a man as frighteningly comprehending as Thanos would not come up with a more effective solution to a population problem than simply snap away half the people in the universe. He 
ostensibly has the ability to permanently enforce things. So it doesn't make sense to me why he wouldn't create giant roving titans that would eat people if there were too many on every planet in existence. I think he could have done that. I think he could have effectively just doubled or tripled all the resources in the universe. And that would have had the same long-standing effect of just kicking the can down the road, just having the population. And I just don't buy that he couldn't have thought of a more effective solution than just snapping half the population away. But that's my only problem. And you know what? I am willing to ignore that for the fact that snapping half the population is such an iconic way of dealing with the problem. It is so bought into the movie really leans hard onto it. And again, if you own the shit in your movie, whether it's good shit or bad shit, you can make a better movie because of it. And that's what's, that's what's up with Thanos. Limits of the genre is what was reached where I would say. I don't think we're ever going to get a movie quite like Infinity War ever again. Yes. Anyhow, uh, anything else you want to say before we go on? I um, keep doing my little tirades. Other than the, I, I, this, this, this was, this, this movie is epic. It's the, you know, the culmination of 10 years Only of storytelling. That's the other yeah, weird it's thing. All, yes. Uh, you know, it was originally billed as Inven Avengers Infinity Wars Parts 1 and 2, and they took off that branding, but effectively it still is, um, That's, you know, a Parts 1 and 2. Yeah, and I, I will say preemptively before we get to it, I think Infinity War is the better of the two movies. I don't yes. know if I can quite say Endgame is an S tier, but we'll we'll come to it. Speaking of stuff in the limits of the genre, we have uh, the standards of the genre, which is wet farts of ant-man being placed in the wrong wrong time i won't say it's a wet fart that's that's too demeaning but what why the fuck is there an ant-man movie between well, infinity we, war and endgame yeah because they they gotta set up the whole like quantum realm and the time travel that will inevitably fix the situation that we found ourselves in but it's just pacing wise uh you're going 200 miles per hour and you just hit the brakes yeah, it's really, really I, underwhelming. I, I, I still hold that instead of... Well, I don't think they should have placed Ant-Man and the Wasp. Um, uh, but the next movie we're going to talk about, I think it should have been a Nebula and Gamora movie. <laughs> Excuse me. Because yeah. uh, Nebula factors heavy in uh, Infinity War, and she has the third most amount of screen time in Avengers Endgame. Yeah. So why not have that movie be in here? It only makes sense. But, yes, if Thanos' children are 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 the ones that are uh you know playing a big effect uh in the story because their father is wreaking his vengeance across the galaxy, I would like to know more about them. Just a little bit. Uh full stop. I haven't seen Ant-Man and the Wasp. What are your thoughts? What's the ranking? Uh D tier. It's D O. It's it's not the kind of bad where it's like, oh, that was a bad movie. It's the kind of like, wow, that was a movie. It's very inoffensive. It's like a bologna sandwich. Hmm. Like it, 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 it gives you the it calories. The it wasn't particularly, yeah, it, gets, it got the job done. It wasn't particularly tasty. It wasn't particularly horrible. Isn't that it probably could have used a little. No, because I think is it's it a lot more bland. I feel like we needed an E tier, but it's 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 definitely worse than anything we've put in C tier thus far. Okay, that's fair. All right, now the are real we gonna, are we gonna talk, let's let's Fifth talk board. about the uh, 
this movie uh uh, Cap- that uh, De- Captain Captain Marvel, Captain very Marvel. Co- very controversial uh, movie. Uh, that it, it right, definitely right, got a on. little. Hold on, we're, we're gonna what? get canceled on Twitter.com if we do anything else. We don't hate women. Okay. Yes, yes, we don't. We do, we, we don't, don't hate, hate women. women. Don't hate women. We're not a bunch of alt right Nazis. We're not a bunch of bearded white men at the, in their basement screaming at a. At the the well, screen one, for one putting a woman a in the superhero man. movie. One of us isn't a bearded white man. <laughs> one is us is a, a bearded. One of us isn't the quartering in this room. Okay, uh, all right. Who thinks the, Brie Larson is the the end all be all destroyer of white men or whatever? Yeah. Um, Captain Marvel, not a good movie. <sighs> She's. It's just so fucking boring. There's it, so little in this movie. It, it's it's like uh it's a nostalgia cringe. Um I was groaning and rolling my eyes every time they did like an 80s reference like, you know, remember the, Radio Shack, day. remember Blockbuster, remember Dial Up. Yeah, and it's I just wish that they had done more classy stuff like, "Hey, look at these movies that are coming out. I'm sure those will be really good. And it just shows a bunch of fucking terrible eighties movies. I think that would have been more funny, but no, it's just sort of quick flyby. Hey, there's blockbusters. It's dumb. It's dumb. That stuff is dumb, but that's not the reason I have problems with the film. I have problems with the writing and directing of the main character. I am, I'm going to try to be noble and say it isn't Brie Larson's fault. I'm going to try to say that it is the director's fault for screwing up stuff with Brie Larson and not helping her reach the limits of Captain Marvel. But oh my god, Captain Marvel learns fucking nothing in this movie. Nothing is learned. Nothing is gained. No dramatic Jeez. set pieces are really earned. They just happen. He's just like, she's not likable in any shape or form. Uh, I compared her to somebody who's trying to be cool, like a Tony Stark or like a, like a Star-Lord and failing miserably at it. Obviously, Star-Lord, like, is trying to be cool, but he's, like, likable. Captain Marvel is just not likable. I describe the way she talks as a way that I wouldn't ever speak to my mother. Yeah, it's she's very smug. She's very standoffish. But paradoxically, she's bland. She's not she's just not that interesting to watch. We're told she's going to be very emotional. She's going to have no control over her temper. And it's the problem is she's just kind of violent sometimes. And then she's bland. Other times she's not emotional. Like star Lord is emotional. She's not temperamental and angry the way that Tony Stark is temperamental and angry. She doesn't stand for anything that really gives her principal grounding like Captain America. She doesn't have a long-standing goal. Even Thor is always like, oh, not worthy. Wait, no, I am oh. still worthy. Because that's at least dramatic. There's nothing dramatic also, about Captain, Mar- Captain Marvel. Also, it doesn't, it doesn't help especially... Um... That with uh, the good old captain, that her whole like motivation, which is to you know stop the Kree Empire and its you know imperial exploits of trying to take over the the galaxy, uh, because she was retconned, she d- 
doesn't accomplish that because the Guardians do that in the in the first Guardians movie and she's nowhere to be found and it's never brought up. Yeah, that's the other big problem is Captain Marvel just doesn't she fits in like a fucking circle in the whole like a triangle on a children's toy. It just doesn't it raises, work. It raises the question, well, why wasn't Captain Marvel called in the you know whatever? Like what is a Captain Mar- Marvel tier threat? What's she been doing for 30 years? It's just, it's just dumb. It's goofy and it's the, dumb in the, the worst. This of movie ways. does. This movie, the the only the only like narrative reason to have this movie is so that you know so, who she is in Endgame. That's yeah. So she can so she can go and save uh, Nebula and Tony Stark from drifting in space. Yeah, and I guess the only other really canon important thing is it tells us how Nick Fury loses his eye. In the I most really, stupidest way possible. I really don't like how he loses his eye. It's there's just so much fucking stupid decision making that went into the. But let let me summarize because I've just been saying it's dumb over and over again. Main character is definitively unlikable and unfollowable. I don't want to see the her become likable. I just don't care. Nothing in the movie makes me care about her. And the resolution to her problem is. I just always had the power, girl power, brah, blah, brah. And you know what? I'm fine with the girl power story. I actually quite like when there's just, I'm a girl, but I can still do this kind of stuff. When it's done in a way that makes sense for the fucking character. Instead of the, uh, the you can't do it Carol montage or whatever. Yeah, that's just, it's just dumb. If they'd made that the core of the movie, it would have more weight. If they'd really focused on, oh, it's actually really hard as a woman to get into the U.S. Air Force, that would have had some meaning. No, we don't focus on her struggling at all. The end result of the movie is Carol Danvers just always had the power within her. And once she realizes that, she doesn't struggle at all, which is totally counter to what a superhero should be. You look at Captain America, you look at Tony Stark, you look at... Everybody else in the MCU, they still struggle in their finale because the people they're fighting, the challenges they faced were insurmountable and they got better to just barely beat them at the end. That's what makes a good dramatic story. Captain Marvel just becomes a super saiyan and starts killing everybody at the end of her movie. That's the pay. That's the payoff. Do not collect $200. Go to jail fucking d tier get out of here now um uh yeah i will also say if 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 you want a good girl empowerment movie captain marvel is not the hill to die on you don't have to get on a soapbox and defend it because those toxic white men are trying to bring down this this could we just all disagree that this isn't a good movie like it's just so Go watch. Go, go watch. If you want a good girl power movie, go watch Alien. Go watch Terminator. Uh, yeah, one and two. Yeah, that well, those movies are just so much better, and they don't. Uh, whatever. There's a whole larger topic about fem- yeah, we've, 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 co- we've, feminism. Yeah, we've talking about we, we, masculinity. We, we've, we've, we've covered it before in the one of the earlier Howie Fanons. Yeah, yeah. We I'm sure we did at some point, but. I'll, I'll just say that the general gist that I have is modern feminism seems obsessed with destroying femininity in some kind of pursuit of making 
masculinity more for women, which doesn't like we were able to overcome this problem back in the eighties without making it a huge social issue. Why is it a problem? Whatever, whatever. Back to our funny, goofy superhero movies. Avengers Endgame. Good. It's good. It's a good. It's a. It's a good movie. I think it's uh, a. Yeah, it's a perfect conclusion to the storyline. It's not perfect. There are a lot of uh, plot holes and issues. It's conclusion to the Infinity Saga to the the storyline before we inevitably start up a new one. Um, you know, it ties up a lot of characters' stories. It it leaves some open for for other characters to take the spotlight. It's everything you want from a from a part two to Infinity War. It it again it suffers from its problems, but overall it's pretty solid. I agree. I Although agree. they 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 throw Hulk in the toilet again, Hulk is continuing to swirl down the toilet. They just like hit that like maximum flush with this movie. Yeah, I will never forgive them for what they did to my boy Hulk. Um, a tier. It's a tier. It's good a tier. Uh, Thanos is less interesting in this movie, and that's my main reason for not liking it as much as Infinity War. He's just a generic villain now, but it is evened out by. One phrase, I am Iron Man. The amount of buildup, the amount of conclusive relief in that one phrase from Tony Stark. Robert Downey Jr. saying it. Giving up the role. Just good. It's just good. Solid conclusion. Uh, I think even Captain Marvel is a little more likable in this movie. Although, there's also a really obviously shoehorned in girl power moment where all the female superheroes in the middle of the final battle just randomly get together. And I just laughed at that. It's... It was just so obviously a corporate checkbox that somebody it's, did. It's very goofy. Uh, Far From Home happened after that movie. I really like Far From Home. I think it's I think it's a, a big improvement on Homecoming. I really like I really like Mysterio. Um, Still have not think, seen it, but I will take your word for it. We will have to watch it if we're going to go see no, no Way Home. Yes, yes, we will. But a uh, lot more. Uh, what's it called? A lot. More uh, consequences for Peter Park, yeah, repercussions for Peter Parker's actions as the movie is him cleaning up a mess that he himself uh, started. Uh, one of, I think, one of the most shocking uh, post-credit moments uh, when J. Jonah Jameson um, reveals Peter Parker's identity to the whole world because it's like, oh, holy shit! Ha- like, how is he going to get past that? And then there, then there was that whole like Marvel and Sony spat over Spider-Man. It's like, no, no, you can't just you can't just stop making Spider-Man movies if you ended it like that. Yes, and thank God, thank God we got past that. Um, I'd say lower A tier for Far From Home, maybe middle. Yeah, and that's Phase Three. Did they learn their mistakes? That is phase Three. Uh, sometimes they learn their mistakes. I, Mostly, I, I. Th- I th- I think for the the most part they definitely improved. Um, I think a uh, little less formulaic, um, but I, I think for the most part, part it's a pretty solid group of movies. Phase three, I think, will be remembered as the last major hurrah for the Marvel Cinematic Universe, and it was a good hurrah. Infinity War and Endgame will forever stand as landmark films. Even a century from now, I think we will still remember them as huge, huge movies that meant a lot to the uh, the pop culture at the time. But from here, where do we go, Sergio, from Phase 3? Well, uh, there was, with uh, the beginnings of Phase 4, we had a, um, 
Uh, see, uh, being if if you are watching this uh, years into the future or as of now, uh, the entire uh, cinema industry as a whole was uh, shot in the um, the knee and beaten with a tire iron in the streets of Detroit by a little thing called uh, coronavirus nineteen. Yep. Um, theaters Which, shut uh, down. Uh, there was a big there was a big uh, push to streaming. A lot of things got delayed. Uh, which left us with a whole year of no Marvel content until a little thing called WandaVision came on. Yes, and, uh, well, is it okay if I start the WandaVision? Yes. Okay, first three episodes of WandaVision may be some of my favorite content in all of the MCU. It is stunningly unique. It is completely off-kilter. It is really fucking cool. It's disturbing. It's inspiring. I really, really love the um the, the back and forth of the dialogue between uh what's what's Wanda's actor? I know she's one of the the Olsons. Elizabeth Olson. Elizabeth Olson. Okay, Elizabeth Olson and Paul Bettany have amazing on screen chemistry, and I'll go ahead and say, despite my misgivings about the episodes beyond three, every scene between Paul Bettany and Elizabeth Olson, fucking gold. Pure gold. I could watch a whole movie of just them in a house having just trying to live through their domestic problems because they really share great loving chemistry on screen. The jokes in the first three episodes are great. It's a parody of the Dick Van Dyke show, but goes through sitcoms of uh, each decade. And um, WandaVision is just very unique and it has one of the worst endings imaginable. Yes, uh, we got to give a shout out to my boy Evan Peters as uh, Quicksilver. Yeah, uh, that was fun. That was fun. I'll give him that. But uh, what what they did? <sighs> Why is ah! Darcy in this? Yeah, they're uh, too much Darcy. Uh, Darcy is apparently going to show up again in the MCU for some <laughs> reason. I don't know what. Who? What? 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 Seeing so, okay. Seeing Darcy and Sword show up in episode four was like having ice cold water from a bucket fucking thrown at me look, after the first. Ma- Marvel, Marvel casting director, executive Look, stop, stop looking at Darcy's chest. I know it's it's large, but, but like she's not she a good a nice character. Body. Stop including her. She has a nice face, but do not let her fucking stop directing her to be a bitch. She's, she's just, just awful. Uh, one of the worst villains in the in the entirety of the MCU, Director Hayward, uh, because his character is just kind of all over the place. Uh, the movie, movie, uh, the series just kind of falls to generic Marvel fare by the end. Uh, I really love Very Agatha. Generic. Yeah, Agatha. Did you see that? Uh, Agatha, Agatha all along got a nominated for a Grammy. Really? Yes. Huh. I mean, you know it, 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 I, I mean, it's, it, it's, it's a great little tune. Uh, it is. I know they're, I know they're giving Agatha her own show. I don't think that works. I don't, I don't think it works. I can't even imagine how it would, would work. But I did like Agatha as a character. We'll have yeah, to see how that goes. I think. Uh, here, let's go ahead and. Uh, oh shit! We need to set up a new tier list for. Uh, but WandaVision, I think, uh, S tier for like half of it and C tier for the rest. Yeah, it's, uh, oh god, there's so many more TV shows than I fucking remember. <laughs> Whatever, we'll only... Well, yeah, the, yeah the, the the other ones that aren't, uh, MCU, we'll just pop the, the, 
official MCU ones on there. If they're on there, they are not. Fog. Uh, here. Somebody we'll do. We'll, 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 we'll just. We're good. We're good. We're good. We saved okay. it. We saved it. Right. We'll do it live. Gotcha. Uh, okay. So, okay. This is also more of fucking whatever. Okay. We'll just do our rankings in our heads. One division, I think, is the definition of the duality of man. The first three episodes, I would almost go so far as to say, are S tier. Everything else rapidly lowers it down to a C tier for me. Maybe even D tier. What do you think? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the sword plot line is um, not great. It's the not only are the characters just kind of annoying and not very interesting. The whole mystery of the show really just kind of falls flat on its head by the end of it. And it's just it's just so sad because they had the dynamics. They had the characters. They had Wanda and Vision having these wonderful dialogues and these great editing sequences that really fuck with you and fuck with the audience. And Wanda is treated, she's so demented, so wonderfully demented and fucked up in that so show. And then by the end, it's just, eh. Because it's, it's like you set up this big overarching mystery with what's happening to Wanda, like... You know what? What's this whole thing? And it's just like, oh yeah, it was, it's it's just all on Wanda. It's not the machinations of Agatha. It's not the, uh, um, it's not Wanda's the just fucked up. It's it's just Wanda. That's all it was from the very beginning. It's like, well, that was just the big letdown. Yeah, and in some way, I like that it is just Wanda, and she's just that fucked up. But at the same time. It's just a wet fart because they don't want to make her out to be evil, even though she really should just be evil by the end of this show. Like, she's f fucking terrifying. Anyways, I would go with C tier. You can do whatever you want for it. Yeah, I kind of feel the same. Uh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier, also known as how to rapidly transform two different characters into MCU uh, bouncing boards for each other. Yes. I think, uh, well, you, uh, you may, you may have moderately more standing to talk about the, uh, yeah, we, uh, we, issues. uh, we, we've talked about Falcon and the Winter Soldier, uh, before on the show. Um, uh, I think we were, uh, I think we used it in a discussion about, uh, talking about, uh, you know, uh, trying to make a message, trying to talk about some more heavy stuff. Uh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier is, uh, a terrible, uh, metaphor uh slash message about uh race um the mcu has failed to be topical and cover these issues in a uh in a uh, a, a good manner uh there's nothing offensive about it it's very inoffensive it's very it's not offensively great. inoffensive i would say um it doesn't I, uh it wants to have go ahead if you if you're not done yet like like i i like the payoff uh you know seeing sam be captain america like i like that ending i look forward to seeing sam's captain america movie um but it's just it's not the the, the buddy cop uh you know action six parter that i was drama, expecting and it's not a cop it's not a buddy cop thing it's some weird mix sprinkled with mcu stuff i really like uh, um I really I like John Captain Walker. America. Yeah, I like Walker. He's he's good. I think my my issue is the social issues. They're not discussed very well in Falcon and the Winter Soldier. They don't have the fucking balls 
to just show us the social problems. Like, if somebody just walked up to Sam and called him the hard R in the middle of the show, yeah, all right, I'm on board. Let's let's talk about the racism there. But there's no racism. If there is any racism, it is through a lens glass of other issues. Like, uh, do we want to talk about the bank or the, the, the funny cop pullover that they have with, uh, with him and Bucky? Like, there's, there's so much goofy stuff. Well, yeah, I, I didn't really think the bank was like, oh, you're black, you're not getting a loan. That, that's um, the thing, though. It shouldn't have been, but I feel like people, at least on Twitter, were probably interpreting it that way. Oh, yeah, yeah. People on Twitter were, were definitely interpreting it as a race thing. There's the, I, I thought the, I thought the, uh, the racial profiling of Sam was, was at least kind of funny. It's definitely a thing that happens. Um, you know, you, you, you've probably seen the videos of Karen's going, there's an African, there's a black man. He's trying to try trying to hurt me or whatever. All this, there's a weird black guy in this. Like, like that happens. Um, I thought it was funny. Um, it, de- it definitely, I think could have been handled in a, in a better fashion. Yeah. It's just, it's just strange. It's just so strange. I think, um, I don't know. I don't have, I don't have that much hatred to put it at C tier. I'd say B tier maybe. I yeah, probably be tier. It uh, uh, it's got decent action. Loki, we've, uh, Loki, we've we've discussed for an hour about Loki. We won't do it again. Uh, we really liked it. Um, I'd say good A-tier content in the grander scheme. Here, yep, hood classic. I like Loki. Uh, I like Sylvia. Now, as for what if, uh, I'm only about halfway through with my dad, and me and Matt haven't watched it. It's fine. It's 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 good. It's not great. It's, I'd hardly even put it on here because it's like an, an it's an animation thing, and it, because it's, a it's what, if. what it's, if it's alternate universe. Yeah, it's 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 hardly canon. It is, but it doesn't really matter. Uh, Hawkeye, I've seen the first two episodes. Uh, really good. Me and Matt will have to watch them. I'm sure we'll we'll probably make an episode uh, dedicated to Haw- to Hawkeye once we uh um once we once finish it, the once show. The coming out. Yeah. Uh, Black now Widow. on to the real shitters, or at the very least, the financial shitters, because uh, yes, that'll, so, that'll come up later. Uh, yeah, so Black Widow, uh, I don't, okay, so Black Widow is not a good movie. It's not a great movie. It's not a good, it's not a good movie. It's not a great MCU movie. It's not entirely terrible, like a lot of people make it out to be. There are worse movies out there. Um... I, I, there are a few things I like in this movie. I like uh, I like uh, the Red Guardian. I thought that was cool. Um, uh, Scarlett Johansson is always good as Black Widow. I like Yelena, the uh, her sister, and I'm assuming the future Black Widow. I was like, all right, yeah, I'm down with Yelena taking the the mantle. But everything around it is just blah. The blah action, Marvel. Every, everything in the action I've seen from the movie is really bad. I haven't seen any of these three movies though. I'll so uh, let you lead the discussion on it. Ta- Taskmaster was a big letdown. I, I find it incredibly funny that uh, Taskmaster for the whole movie is portrayed by a 6'3 buff dude, and then they just CG'd a woman's head on top of it for the uh, <laughs> for the reveal. Like, like I like, like he takes off the helmet, and there's like this six foot three t- mass of a man, and it's got a woman's head on. It's like that's not what, like that's that's not it's not. That's not her. That's not the woman who they put the head on top of because I can look, I'm looking at the body and that's a dude. Yeah. And I think it's kind of sad that they 
I won't say they wasted Taskmaster in this movie. Maybe that is a better term, but yeah, they they pulled a, they pulled an X Men Origins uh, Deadpool on Taskmaster by removing the personality, but just like keeping the power set. The power set, like like the the usage of the powers, isn't even like that cool, or it like comes up very much. His Taskmaster uh, I mean, like, is like, like an Avengers level threat, isn't he? Like he's hard well, to deal with. Yeah, yeah, because he's got a photographic memory and he he copies all the Avengers abilities and he does do that in this movie and it's cool, but like. You know, Natasha at the end just hits the hits them with a the gas to remove the brainwashing. That's it. She doesn't have to. The, the threat is not. Oh no, he's using all of my allies' and friends' like abilities against me. I need to find a way around this to counter that. She doesn't do that. She just, she just hits them with the gas, and that's it. Like yeah. I even thought it would be interesting if uh, he started fighting like the Guardians, and she would have had no like she's never met them before. But like the the guy behind it, if he had said something like, "I've been able to peer into into space and look at, uh, you know, alien fighting styles," then she started fighting like Star Lord or like Gamora or Drag. That would have been interesting. Yeah, that would have been really cool. They didn't do that though because it was too cool. Uh Shang Chi. Shang Chi was really good uh, as Asian Black Panther. I think it's everything that Black Panther uh, should have been and more. Um. I think it really hits home on the, uh, I've heard of this before where like a lot of movies that try to do like Asian representation don't really hit like the, the immigrant slash like Asian American like experience. And this movie really like, it really hits that, um, with, uh, um, with its characters and the way, like, because, you know, they're all, like, second-generation, like, Asian immigrants. You know, you got the parents who are like, when are you going to go to college? When are you going to, you know, become a doctor or whatever? It's like, Mom, I don't want to do that. Or, um, I remember, uh, it's, it's, it's a, it's a one point where the Mandarin is having dinner with Shang-Chi, uh, his sister, and Shang-Chi's friend from the States. And she goes, oh, my name is Katie. He goes, no, what's your like real name like your chinese not the name that you picked to fit in better with american society what is your real name um i can't remember what she said it was but that was that was really poignant um i think it's a really good good movie uh the mandarin excellent actor excellent character i i look forward to seeing shang chi and other things yeah um um a tier b tier I think I put it in B tier. I do think the one problem with Shang-Chi is other than after the incredible martial arts sequences, uh, Shang-Chi turns into a CGI spaghetti man and then uh, nukes oh. a dragon. Because um, oh, that's... Uh, that's, that's the main problem with these big CGI... No one knows how to properly make humans move, so everyone just turns into like spaghetti, just flopping around. But, uh, yeah, I think I put it at B. Um, it was really good. Um... Eternals, uh, I haven't heard it's great. Everything I've heard about it is not, is terrible. Yeah, I'm going to tentatively um, put it at D tier because I have not heard a single well-respected reviewer say anything yeah, remotely I, good about it. I, I don't, I don't, I'm not going to bother seeing it in theaters. I'll probably just wait till it hits Disney Plus, then we'll watch it together, and then we'll probably make an episode with it with Jake. Um, and I think this is where we need to start talking about the financial aspects of this. Yes. So, okay, first uh, off, the success. Infinity War and Endgame and all that shit during the end of Phase 3, fucking bazinga dollars. Billions and billions of dollars. No financial concerns whatsoever. 
to the point that uh, Black Widow, Shang-Chi, and Eternals all have $200 million budgets, not even thinking about it, right? Yes. And then $200 million marketing campaigns on top of those $200 million budgets. So each of yes. these movies cost $400 million to get out there. And, uh, well, previously, the lowest of the Marvel box offices were somewhere around the realm of like 600, 700 million, right? Yes. The box offices for these three movies have not even cracked $500 million. Because they, 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 I've heard people go, oh, you know, these are solo movies with like, you know, unknown characters. And they're going to make of the, less. I think, I, I, all yes. of these made less than Captain America. The yeah, they made less than not Captain America. Uh, they made, first, they made first less Avenger. than Iron Man, I think. They made less than Spider-Man Homecoming. They made less than now, Guardians of the Galaxy. I think it's important to note because, like, you know, a lot of people were begging on Shang-Chi to fail. Um, it did break a bunch of records for the pandemic. And I know the actor who plays Shang-Chi, Simu Liu, has been very vocal in going Shang-Chi did not flop. But if we look at the numbers and we... we it, but it's... Yeah, none of these, none like of these are flops. No, they're no. not. Widow and Eternals are definitively flops. Shang-Chi, though, is yeah. just barely not a flop. Yeah, it's it just barely it's just barely not a flop. It's not a dis they're not a complete disaster. Um, we're not talking about like twenty five million on like a two hundred million dollar budget with marketing included, but there are things writing against them. Uh, obviously, Black Widow was famously shot in the foot by Disney uh, to the point where the Motion Picture Association told Disney never do this again. Where they did a simultaneous release theaters and streaming for Black Widow. Um. Shang-Chi was released in th in theaters um, and then put on Disney Plus and the Eternals was also... Shang-Chi and Eternals got a full theatrical run. Um, obviously, there are things to take into account. Um, for the most part, theaters were, were open, uh, were completely open back up uh, for these movies. Um, uh, I, they, it's like, like the, the point I'm trying to get here is there is no way to, for us to determine what movie theater turnout. Are people wanting to still go to the movies because of the pandemic are they staying home like we can't like look, look at like okay yeah, yeah yeah we we don't know like like day by day how many people went to this theater how many of them went to go see shang chi how like like you know did, no, I mean, did only we could, 20 we could probably determine that because we know what the box office numbers are we know well, yeah yeah, the yeah, but, stuff yeah the theater releases yeah yeah but what, what it, basically what i'm saying is, is like i don't know if like 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 when shang chi released it like the theater got like 50 like did it feel like 50% of its total seats? How many of them were oh, Shang-Chi? Stuff mean. like that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, like, like, I don't know. Like, like, like it's, it's impossible for us to really know. Did nobody go see Shang-Chi because they weren't interested? Was it the pandemic? Was it a mix of both? Cause it still made all, it, it still made $430 million, which is nothing to. That's to nothing to sneeze at. That's a lot of money. Yeah. But the problem is. Shang-Chi probably cost $400 million to make. At the very minimum, it cost $350 million to make. And the way that Hollywood works right now is to call a film a success, you need to make, you can't just break even. You can't even break even and then get 30%. You have to usually get more than 60, 70% of the film's total cost to make. Okay, that's budget. Yes. For the film production and then budget for the film marketing. You need to combine those two, increase it by 50%. That's the bare minimum for, okay, we did okay with this movie. Shang-Chi didn't do that. Black Widow 
and Eternals did way worse than that. They may have lost money. Black Widow and Eternals probably did lose money. A lot of money. On the order of like $50 million. Yeah, and... And for and for those, because uh, you know a lot of people say the there's also things we have to take into account. Uh, some of the the top, uh, so the highest, some of the like highest grossing movies of 2021. We aren't going to count uh, Chinese movies uh, because not to say, not to say that these Chi- the, that's an entirely yeah, yeah, different setup. Like 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 the the a movie called The Battle at Lake Changjin, which is a Chinese only release. Yes, it is the highest grossing film in 2021, but we just need to look at highest grossing movies. That that were like you know, Amer- like fully worldwide, fully American. We got uh, number three, No Time to Die, the the new James Bond movie. Four, Fast Furious Nine. Six, Venom. Venom, highest grossing uh, superhero movie of the year. We got Godzilla versus Kong. Then we have Shang Chi. Then Black Widow, and then Dune. Eternals is not even on on that list. Yeah, which is not looking so hot for our Marvel Bros out there because. Marvel has literally set the standard for how cinematic success is done. And now we're, we're beyond it. Apparently we can't, we're not back there anymore. And that's, yes, this is what and- really is amazing. Cause we've had box office problems before this has happened in the past for Marvel, but never three movies in a row. That's the weird thing. This is back to back to back, right? It's, it's weird. Yeah. Um, because uh let's see because because obviously we, we we have uh uh we have we we have some things writing against these movies with you know characters that nobody has ever heard about we got the pandemic we got people who are just kind of falling off of marvel getting a little tired of it um but there's nothing really to indicate like there's no full-on death he the su- for it yeah this the, the superhero trend is not going away. it may be petering off a little bit but you know it's not going I, away anytime soon i don't know we'll have to see if the, if it continues it's going to be going into what i call the deconstruction era of film we're not going to see anything like the first captain america movies again i don't think we're going to see iron man's again if we see superhero movies that get very successful it will be like the joker it will be like suicide yes, squad but, it will be deconstructions of the superhero genre yeah um and to, to marvel's credit the movies that are coming up uh next are the big are the big uh the big the budget big guys mm-hmm. guardians guardians spider-man ant-man and the wasp black panther C- captain marvel uh yeah. thor doctor strange and we will see with those yes those will be the really telling incidences of how that things come together how that things turn out for them in the end of the day uh spider-man no way home should destroy the box office but we'll see yes doctor strange should do successful at the box office thor i got no clue what thor is gonna do thor might not be very good um black panther they're gonna have to hand off uh the suit to somebody I don't know what they're going to do for that. Um, they, 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 they apparently they, they, uh, so they, they said that they aren't recast. They will never recast T'Challa. Uh, it looked like Shuri, 
from what I heard, Shuri is the main character of the second Black Panther movie, but she got, like, horrendously injured during the production. She also won't get vaccinated and can't get into the U.S., so production on that movie is just shut down entirely. Ouch. Ouch. Yeah, that's not looking so good. Uh, I predict, though, I don't think superheroes are ever going to be what they were during 3. I think we had our time for superheroes, and it's going to peter out to the hardcore fans from now on. Yeah, I, I also think that the, the going away of the interconnected story also is kind of hurting them because you aren't compelled to watch every chapter in this uh, long-running story. Yeah, yeah. But at the same time, I don't think they're really making use of the fact that these are totally solo movies anymore. I mean, Eternals is part of the larger Marvel canon by a long, long mar- margin. Um. It's just that they're not, I don't think they're very interesting. Aside yeah. from Shang-Chi, which is just a really good action, they kind of screw the pooch with the CGI and the designs of it. I don't know. It's just weird. I don't know why we can't yeah, I would say more Captain America level films. Yeah, obviously, because uh, obviously for Marvel and DC, we have plans, projects going into 2023, 2024. I definitely think there will be plenty of superhero content to come out. But after that... um We'll just really have to see how things shake up and if they look back and go, oh man, maybe we're overstretching things because Marvel is just putting out way more stuff than, you know, they ever have before. We'll have to see. Um, it's more quantity over you know, quality I, at this point, but maybe that's, maybe that's the thing. You know, it's the same thing with, it's the same thing with Star Wars. Same thing with Mar- like I I. I, I like, like, I'm fine with, like, ten Marvel shows. I don't want them all airing at once. One yeah. at a time. Please. Please space them out. Please give them the attention they need. I mean, e- even then, I think I was getting a little burned out with all the shows back, like... Back like, to back to back. Yeah, back to back to back to back to back. Yeah. I'm glad they took a break from Mandalorian, um... The next part of Mandalorian. When is the next thing of Mandalorian coming out? Oh uh, that... well, we have uh, the book. We have the book of Boba Fett coming December 29th and then Mandalorian season three will be next year. Okay. Yep. All right. That's that's my thoughts. My my throat's kind of sore. I should have gotten something to drink in the middle of that. Uh yeah. I think that was uh that definitely was two hours. Um, oh yeah, that was over two hours. I uh tweeted us. Tell us where we have bad thoughts. We want to hear something. Uh, tell us we were geniuses. I don't know. Fucking. Oh, you want it. Yeah, we're we're gonna get canceled probably. Who am I kidding? We'll probably. Yeah. Uh, uh, as as you know, uh, all cancel requests can be sent to me. Uh, at at, uh, the Hunter O Three. That is not my Twitter handle because I had to freaking mess it up because somebody had taken uh, at the Hunter O Three. Uh, yeah, I'm the Hunter O Three underscore the. So yeah, uh, if you want to cancel us, uh, just send that to me. I will call you a chud and ignore it. Yeah, uh, please cancel us. We want to see you try. Say, so I th- I think that that wraps up our talk. Oh wait, you know what? You know what we probably should have done, what? or we could we could do now. Uh, aspiring because we we usually talk about writing and uh, like how to do things. Uh, what is your someone 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 asks you, hey, I'm writing a superhero movie. What do you want to see? What 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 would you say? Let's five pointers. Five pointers for making like what is the recipe for? A good superhero movie. All right. First off, have a good main character. What is a good main character? Have your main character go through. It doesn't. It doesn't necessarily have to be an arc, but your character must 
be looking for something, has to have a challenge that needs to be overcome, and overcoming that challenge should be integral to the film. Okay, don't do what Captain Marvel did, where she just suddenly has all her powers, and then the film is fucking over as far as threats is concerned. Uh, have a good ensemble cast. Have a good supporting cast. And when your characters are talking to each other, to itada, have them play off of each other. Have their personalities be based on people that you know of in the world. And uh, it, ha- it has it needs to, to be a organic. good person. Yeah. Uh, well, no okay. Captain Marvel assaulting a man for pu- pushing her uh, newspaper okay. down. You don't have to have your main character be a good person, but your main character must be consistent. If your character is portrayed yes. as a superhero who is morally justified doing a morally unjustifiable thing, mm-mm, nope, not going to fucking work. Never going to work. Uh, If you're going to have a proper villain, make your villain threatening. Make your villain not just an obstacle, but an actual problem in the world. A a force to be reckoned with any of these things. Do not have your villain just be an object. It's fine for your villain to just be super evil, but they should be, your villains should be entertaining to watch. Maybe consider giving them uh, a twisted, mirrored version of your protagonist's values and uh, in addition to that, uh, if you're coming up with a new world, make sure that your world makes sense. Don't have stupid things in the world that don't make any sense, particularly with the kind of story that you're going to tell. And uh, this is this is a new new point that I've made. If you don't like politics in the real world, do not make your story political. Do not even think about it. Keep your story. Uh, if there's going to be political political statements in your story, make them uh, more broad scoped ones that aren't taken from clear modern things that are going to age well. Yeah. Things that are going to age well. Don't you, you, just your, take inspiration from things happening today. Take inspiration from you, things. You, your messages years, should years, always be timeless. Ago. Yes. It should always be timeless. Even if you're doing more of a, a, a pop culture piece, you should try to draw from things in the past to make it more, more timeless and then keep, keep it, keep it on the, the classy side of things. Anyways, my throat is sore. I'm done. Anything else? Uh, villains, uh, always three-dimensional. Um, if you can, uh, you know, a one-dimensional evil force can be done right. Uh, but the best villains are always uh, layered like onions. Uh, they have a uh, good motivation, and they should have a direct... There should always be a good, like, rivalry and antagonizing force between the villain and the hero. I agree. I agree. Your your I your hero things. shouldn't be shouldn't be. I'm going to beat up bad guy because they are bad. They need a direct reason to be, uh, you know, up against each other. Yeah. Quick example: Max Payne one and two are very personal stories about the character Max Payne. He uh he loses women that are close to him, and he keeps going through this the cycle, and he's like, oh man, why does this keep happening to me? But they keep going away, and then Max Payne three basically. D- isn't about Max Payne at all, but he's just in the story for no fucking reason. So keep your story personal to the hero. If your hero is integral to the story, uh, if it's something like the Avengers that you want to do, keep your scope strong. Don't let a single character dominate it when that single character isn't part of the main narrative. There's lots of different points that we could go over, but I think, I think we've made the point. Yes. And, uh, 
Uh, most of the people who aren't right this aren't uh, aspiring uh, superhero filmmakers, although with Marvel pick, picking random chuds to just direct and write anything, if you, if you do get picked. Who knows? Uh, you, you might direct a Marvel film. Tone it down with the, the super CG spaghetti people battle. Just, just like, you know, two dudes throwing hands. They're fine if they have powers, they're shooting blasts for each other, but try your hardest not to make, you know, them turn into spaghetti people. Like, yeah, keep, you know, keep your choreography they should, good. They, they, they should be real for most of it. Yeah. Yeah, please do that. And also, please go to our Twitter. Goodbye.